Welcome one and all to episode 39 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine. Today is June 22nd, 2020, and I am Chris, the editor of Megavisions, and joining me this week is Scotty and Graham. How is it going, guys? Was as though it is. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Man, we are, there, there's so much stuff going on in the world of games. Uh, Summer Game Fest, uh, Jeff Keighley's new thing happened today. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, like, I can't keep up with all of the different, uh, I don't even know what you call them, like digital game reveal showcases. Is that a uh, good yeah. term for it? E- uh, attempts at E3 replacements. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know who did it or who tweeted it, but I saw a tweet yesterday and I thought it was hilarious. But it was like, um, it said something to the effect of it. I'm not going to get it right because I don't have it right in front of me. But he said something like, um, for all those people who question whether we need an E3, we definitely need an E3. <laughs> because Just for the organization. Um, it, yeah, it's just, it's... As much like I, I think it's cool what they're doing, and I actually really like the Game Fest today. Uh, but it's just so disjointed. It's like, I mean, imagine if you're a developer, like how which which show do you pick? You know, like which show means more than the others, and all these other things. Like it's just so disjointed. It's E3 is this one event that can bring the entire industry together. Everyone shows their stuff during this whole time. Um, and I just think it makes sense. I, I agree with the, what that person said. I think E3 deserves uh, to stay around, and I think we do need it. Whether it's going to stay in the form that it has over the past decade or so, or whether it needs to continue to evolve, I, I definitely agree that it should continue to evolve. Um, but I think that the industry needs something like E3. It's interesting yeah. you say that because I've seen plenty of posts of people saying the exact opposite. Like, look at all of this. This is this is proof that we don't need E3 ever again. So rest in peace, E3. Give me proof. I would love to see it because um, uh, I, what? I I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I, I I don't see any proof that we don't need E3. I, for, like what I see is proof that we do because all these people are doing is it's essentially just like a dozen. And maybe a dozen and a half or so different streams that are just showing a bunch of games. And most of them are indie games and things like that, which is great and all. But um, you're not able, you're not putting these games directly in front of people where it's like, play this game right now. Yeah, you can stay in a line for a little bit, and, and but you get to play the game. You get to talk to the developers face to face. Like, you meet people, you make connections. Um, these are the things that... Um, if you've never been to an E3 before, like it's it's hard to it's hard to kind of nail down like what it kind of can mean to a publication, you know, like for mm-hmm. Megavisions, for instance. Like we we make connections at E3 that um, it may not be an immediate uh, benefit, but down the line it can be. You know, like for instance, like yeah, um, two or three years ago uh, we met up with Josh Fairhurst from Limited Run Games and showed him the magazine. This was like, we went to E3 with our zero issue of Megavisions, which is like, basically we scrambled to get an issue put together that would be, um, uh, that would showcase kind of like what we're trying to do with, with Megavisions and everything. This was, you know, before we even started working on issue seven is what it would have been. Um, so to, it's basically the yeah, issue between... 
Yeah, to clarify, this was before the magazine was officially a print magazine. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this was kind of our big time where we're like, let's go. We're going to take this to E3. We're going to show it in front of people, get feedback, try to make connections, that sort of thing. And also, you know, by the way, we're going to be covering games and, and picking up stories and things like that for coverage on the yeah. website and in, in, in the magazine. So we got to meet up with Josh Fairhurst and a number of other people. Um, and we showed it that. Um, but we made that connection and it wasn't until like, I think issue seven or eight maybe, but we, we ended up getting an interview with Josh, uh, for a feature that I wrote about, uh, the future of kind of like the limited run game, uh, industry, I guess you could say of like, you know, there's all these different, uh, limited run, uh, game, uh, companies or publishers out there. Like, where's the future going with this, uh, kind of like, uh, sub industry within the game industry. Um, but that, that relationship was completely created at E3 and it paid off later on. Um, and I I can't tell you like how many more stories there are. There's probably countless stories of other, uh, indie developers, uh, even just like maybe out of work developers that just go to E3. Um, they're looking to, uh, latch on and, and, and get work somewhere. Um, or other outlets like ours or YouTubers that that make those connections and it pays off at the end. You don't get that if you're having an online only, you know, showcase. And, and um, here's the thing: what everything you're saying there is beneficial not just to like us, like magazines or publications. It's also that's beneficial to the audience, the readers and stuff. For example, a website like big website like IGM, for example, or a small outlet like Mega Visions. We'll go to one of those shows. We'll play a game. We'll have physical hands-on with those games. Yes, with the virtual streaming and stuff, you get to see those games in action, but we can report back and say, this game was amazing. It's so much fun to play. We can tell you about it. Um, and then, as you say, with with like making those connections, the benefit we got was like uh, we were able to do that article, but that, that article benefits the reader as well because you found out stuff that you might have wanted to know. Um, so yeah, it's not just a benefit to the publication itself, it's to benefit to the audience, um, which I think is a huge thing. So I'm, I'm with you, Chris, on this. I think I think these sort of virtual things, they're cool. I like that they're doing it because, you know... We're I would much rather have really... them than not have them in this time. Yeah, absolutely. Are. And it's really, it's really cool to see some of the stuff people are doing and stuff. And I guess it's a, it's a good way for some indie developers to get out there because yep. you know, going to these events can be really expensive and That's stuff. That's true. This is a really good way, but... I think I think that I think there needs to be a balance. Maybe maybe down the line there could be maybe a, virt- a special virtual one, but I think you have to have these physical events as well. Um, I definitely or, think you have to have the yeah, physical events. Yeah, whether it's E three or something else, like maybe something else comes up back and, and replaces it or something. But like I think there should be some big kind of tentpole event that they where the entire game industry comes together, um, and it's the it's an annual thing. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, I I just I I really hope that you know the um was it is it ESA that runs E3? Huh. They need to fucking not run it ever again. But that's they, yeah. The point. There there needs to be some some big changes there for sure. Um, but I I just I I hope that they can get it together and and you know like they've got this they got a whole year now where they've got all this time and they've, they've seen what all these other, you know, online uh, shows are doing mm-hmm. and they've got time to make some really positive changes. And I just hope that they, they make the 
best use of this time and that we come, you know, this time next year, we can go to E3 um, and get some, some great stuff out of it. So, yeah. Anyway, the, uh, I'll, I mean, you say you want proof, quote unquote. I'll just clarify that different podcasts that I listen to with people in and out of the industry, some consumers, some actual journalists and other things, you know, they just question like, does E3 really need to be as, as big as it has been with it going to the public as well or opening up to the public as well? But um, in terms of uh, the presentations, um, because it's it's virtually impossible. Well, it is just physically impossible for any one set of people to cover the whole thing. So I think mm-hmm. from a different standpoint, it's easier to watch the presentations, but then, you know, do it, I guess it would make a lot of a lot more sense if people went the Nintendo route for E3. I want to super clarify only for E3 um, in terms of having their digital direct, but they already have people physically there on the floor. They have a floor space with things ready to go. But yep. you know you can have you can go from one place to the other and and whatever. Mm. Um, so it, it's it's uh, and and yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to say they're right or Chris and Graham that you guys are definitely right. I think they're. It just shows that they're. It shows that changes need to happen because E3 turned into a clusterfuck real quick when it opened to the public, and it's lost so mm-hmm. much. Uh, I feel we were there just because for that, and it yeah. was a clusterfuck. It, yeah, it yeah, yeah. Well, fun. you were there for that, but Chris, you've also been to, been to PAX, which is totally public based compared to mm-hmm. E3. Like it's granted that's had a couple that has a couple years under its belt to have to figure out the community Pax aspect was, of it. Like it, like I can't even like put a number on it of how much better ran that was. Than oh yeah, E3. like. Oh, it was, yeah so much better but um yeah i forgot what i was gonna say but no oh uh the only thing that like could sway me for towards like the digital only shows is if all the all the games that they're showing within this like say summer game fest because we're going to talk about more about summer game fest here in a little bit because it happened today um but imagine at the end of summer game fest they're like every single game that we show during this has a playable demo that you can play right now mm-hmm. on whatever respective mm. platform you know it was debuted on, whether it's Steam or Nintendo Switch or PlayStation 4, whatever. You can go and play those games right then. Um, th- that would have a lot more meaning to it from my standpoint, because yeah. then um, as a journalist, I can say like, okay, like there's this um, Panzer Paladin. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Um, I played that at PAX East. They showed it again um, during the Game Fest, and they showed a lot of cool new features, and I really want to check it out. If I could sit there and go and play that, then I could write a news story on it and have a much more uh, in-depth and thorough reporting on that game versus just saying, like, these are the new features. This is what blah, 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 blah. It's like the standard thing that everyone else is going to write. That's what's Mm -hmm. missing out of of these uh, digital-only things. Like, you're not getting that personal uh you know kind of critique uh or experience that uh you get out of e3 by actually like feeling and and playing these games firsthand you're only seeing what everyone else is seeing and at that point like what's what's the value If, if if everyone else is seeing the same thing you know what do you really have to say that no one else the other guy doesn't already can say you know but the memes (laughs) <laughs> oh man yeah so that'd be an interesting way of doing it i think even if it was like a timed demo like you only have 24 hours to play these sure. games so you you have to choose which game you want to play but you watch the stream and you say oh these five games are great i'm going to test these out right about them 
And, and then it also eliminates uh, the whole CGI only like trailer or demo that that mm. I just absolutely despise um 99% mm-hmm. of the time um during you know E3 or reveal trailers and things like that like Oh so you mean the Series X game, reveal. What's that? So you mean the Series X reveal that we saw recently? Hey yo. <laughs> I'm just saying like you're going to reveal a actually, game show me gameplay. Uh, hang on a minute. That was actually gameplay footage for the oh, Xbox boy. Series X. With the wall uh, dick. The wall penis. Wait, which game are you? I'm talking about okay, the wall penis one, and all those uh, other things. Okay, there's like one, maybe one or two games, but most of the games were actually running gameplay from my, my memory. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, well, I don't remember well, that. But, oh well, uh, anyway. That's kind of beside the point, but... I get, I, um, I get, get your point, though. I do get your point. It, yeah, it's, it's kind of... I think for some games, if they're really early on, yes, it's good to show that, that tease, but yeah, sometimes you go, come on, we need, we need to actually see something. I think... You know? um, the only issue. I just don't you say like, well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, I'm sorry, Scotty, go ahead. I, I didn't mean the to... only issue no. with, uh, like I in a, in a perfect world, um, where they can do trailers and and whatever and say this is downloadable now, but think about like, all those sites and everything are gonna get destroyed with people trying to download them all at the same time. So I think they'd have to still have them on the floor rather than people like. Like a, a hundred thousand people are watching, and they see like, "Holy crap! Grand Theft Auto Six demo is out now!" Like, no one's going to be able to actually download it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I would imagine you'd be downloading it directly from like the respective like Xbox Live. You know, like within your Xbox yeah. itself, you like, wouldn't like, be downloading like you... a demo from like MegaVisions.com or whatever. Yeah, so uh... like, like when Grand Theft Auto releases on Xbox, you get the you can get the digital version day one. You know. Of... A million people might download it on day one. You don't see any, you know, lag actually downloading normally, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, well, so it can oh. be like that. You're downloading from Xbox Live or PlayStation Network or Switch Store, whatever they call that thing. Uh, <laughs> they call that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, eShop. E- eShop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll just remind you of one thing Fantasy Star Online 2 outside of Japan launched recently. No one could play. I... That was during the uh, the beta. Yeah, um, and that yeah, that was a cluster. Oh so. god, yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that a problem because it was the on because it's an online? And it... Yeah, that's that's, only had two that's like open. an online game. Yeah. What? And that, that is an online game. Time. It worked a bit oh. different. Sorry. <laughs> um. Because that's an online game. That's that's mm-hmm. actually multi, that's a multiplayer MMO online game. People were actually playing online. It wasn't them downloading the game that was a problem. Because I mean, I downloaded the game mm-hmm. easily. Yeah, that's true. They the couldn't network. get the servers. So they allow actually... you to pre-install it like days ahead, um, mm-hmm. and so that's a smart thing too because it lessens the burden on the servers because people aren't mass downloading it at one time. You can pre-install it over like a week or two, and it just doesn't you know, activate, yeah, I guess, yeah, or unlock. Yeah, imagine, imagine that. In the week running up to GameFest or whatever it is, they go, okay, these are some of the games that are going to be available to download. You could try and download them now or something. And then you see it and they go, now they're free to play, like for these demos, go. And they'll be on your computer. I don't know. Riddle I, me I, this, I then the why did the Sega Saturn fail if it was available immediately? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just being an <laughs> asshole now. We're never going to get into the, the, the podcast. We're we haven't even started it. the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is what happens when we disagree. Wow, okay. Yep. We, um, Respectfully, we all are having our own opinions. We're all right. We're all right. Yeah, we're, we're all right, right, and the internet is wrong, is what we're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. All right. So Whew. we have we're, we're this isn't the end of like the summer game fest talk because we're gonna have a whole <laughs> segment on this later on. I can't wait. Uh, it's gonna be good time. So, um, but yes, we do have a really good show for everyone. I'm really excited about it. Um, but let's get into what we've been uh, doing lately. Whether it's been watching stuff, whether we're playing stuff. Uh, Graham, what have you been doing Yo. lately, buddy? So, um, did it, did it, did it, did it, Dreamcast update. Nothing to report. Uh, <laughs> I think this I is to, like the second week I, in a row. Yeah, What's I think I need to on? email the guy. report show, and we got nothing swinging. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you don't if you're not aware, I did order a uh, sister uh, no daughter board for my Dreamcast, which makes it have Bluetooth abilities, and it changes the PSU to make it better for my my um, SD card reader that I've got in it now. And I've also bought a Bluetooth controller, but they haven't arrived yet. They actually have to be made to order. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it should arrive by now, so I have to contact the guy. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going on there. Um, so yeah, nothing to report there. Um, I'm still playing Ring Fit Adventure, and just a quick update on that. So last week I was telling you how bad my heart, my standing heart rate was, is like 110, which is way over what anything good. <laughs> like that's ridiculously bad. Um, after doing it, I haven't done it every day. I've done it, and I only do it for like ten minutes, maybe. My heart, my resting heart rate is now ninety, so I've dropped Whoa. twenty, wow. twenty beats a minute. So yeah, I'm now ninety. So I'm getting down there. That's just, and then, yeah, as I say, not every day, just a few minutes as well. And I'm that's literally it, yeah. a like, week's difference. Stuff. Yeah, it's really wow. weird. Like seriously, for like a month or so, you know, more than a month, I kept checking my Fitbit, and I was like 110 all the time. Like this, this can't be right. How like, much cheese do you eat on average per day, know. Graham? I do eat a lot of cheese, not gonna lie. <laughs> and milk is my favorite drink, and tea. So I basically have dairy all day. <laughs> <laughs> Your avatar yeah. in Mega Visions is you drinking milk out of a cow. It is indeed. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> Which is now my avatar. There's now my avatar at work, and people are complimenting me on it. So, oh yeah. really? Because you were you were you you were a little like you weren't sold on it at first when you saw it, right? When I first saw it, I wasn't so much because um, I think because both you and Scotty actually have quite badass kind of cool, like looking action kind of. Scotty's holding avatar. a gun. I'm piloting yeah. a plane, like a fighter plane. Yeah. <laughs> and Graham's drinking milk. Yeah. So yeah, Chris and I, Chris and I are going into battle while Graham's over there with. Go ahead, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think when I when I sit down and think about it, I would rather be drinking milk than going into battle. Oh, so, for sure. You know, <laughs> so I think it, it's fitting. It works. <laughs> I got like three like fighter jets on my ass in that picture. I'm about to die, but I'm smiling about it. You're at home, all comfy, watching the Lord of the Rings, drinking some milk. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> through a straw, no less. And I do right. like drinking milk through a straw. It's special. Oh, <laughs> do you really? What? What's wrong with that? This is weird. Oh my god, we're not going to agree on anything <laughs> this episode. Scotty, okay, I know you're also an avid milk drinker. Would, I do, do like you prefer? Milk. Do you prefer to drink your milk out of a, a straw or? Oh, glass or straight from the carton? <laughs> and yeah. Rachel hates well. it every time I grab that out of the fridge. I'm the only. She oh, I drinks, would drive me crazy. Too. She drinks her. Uh, well, we drink different types of milk because she drinks almond milk. I don't really like it. I could drink it if it's in front of me, but I prefer my 2%. So it's mm. not doing anyone harm right now that I'm just drinking straight from the carton. So I think because she's just Because you're the that. only one who drinks it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. 
but it's just the it's, it's just the principle of it is what yeah you probably <laughs> okay i mean it. i don't do it when like people come over like hey come on in guys <laughs> so, so here's okay so for anyone listening if you ever go to scotty's house don't drink the two percent so I, I had tea at your house. I, I had tea with you. <laughs> oh, crap. You, you should have had the I almond milk. Well, oh, yeah, God, you might I have. Hey, milk. I mean, this was before COVID. Simpler times, so you're good. <laughs> you basically French kissed him. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first time. Not that bad. I enjoyed it. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm over here um, still doing it, so it's great. Oh, that's oh. hilarious. Oh, dear. Um. Moving on, one other thing. I I really got into a bit of a retro phase, and at the weekend, I on Sunday, well, late Saturday, I started it, and Sunday, I basically sat down and played it nonstop. I haven't had a video game day for ages. Oh, I played good. the Mystical Ninja starring Goman on the N64, which is a, a game I love so much back in the day. Um, it's a really bizarre 3D adventure platformer RPG type game. Um, if, have you guys actually played this game at all? Um, I have a, uh, I want to say a decent amount, but I don't really know because I know it's it's a a decent sized game for its time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, short answer is I've played it, but not recently enough to remember anything except for how weirdly the guy in the blue suit um, sneaks around, like on his back or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, all I remember. <laughs> What's I, re- I, I remember the box so art. It's distinctly burned in my mind, mm-hmm. uh, but I've never played the game because I hate uh, all I... things in 64, which is well documented. Uh, you're, right. <laughs> you're, right. you're a terrible person. Uh, it's, it's... So it's the guy who drinks the actual... straw. <laughs> the actual gameplay is is like a classic 3D adventure kind of game, like a Zelda game maybe, if you want to put it that way. Like you're running around in big environments, you're hitting bad guys, you've got some different weapons you can use. But you can change into different characters, um, and they're kind of normal, I guess. Although one is a tiny little robot guy. Uh, it's set in medieval Japan, yet it's got a flying space saucer, which everyone thinks looks like a peach. It looks nothing like a peach. Um, <laughs> it's got like it's what got a giant dancing. It, it just looks like a giant spaceship with a, a slightly orangey pinky bit on it. But everyone's like, "It's a giant flying peach." I'm like, "It looks <laughs> nothing like a peach." <laughs> um, it's got a giant robot mech robot thing that you kill some bosses in, like kind of like Power Rangers style. But that robot is sentient and actually a famous actor in America um, or something. But he comes to randomly help you occasionally and he sings a song every time you get into him. It's brilliant. I love it. Um, I'm not going to be able to do it because it's singing Japanese, but it's, it's so catchy and so good. And yeah, it's just really. Oh, and the main story is like these aliens have come down basically to turn Japan into a giant dancing stage. And like they're really into musicals and stuff. It's just like, what? It's of course, like the weirdest. I mean, you actually go into the story. It's like this just makes no sense at all. It's, it actually sounds pretty fun. Yeah, I I love it. It's and the environments are massive and stuff. Um, it's one of those games that it's kind of before the internet and stuff, and they give you like tiny hints of where to go, hmm. but not they don't really read it out loud. Like they don't really tell you you need to go here. It's like oh, something might be over here, or if you do something do this. Sometimes you're like what but i managed to work it out and i played all day sunday and i finished it and completed it and i was so happy because i haven't played i haven't been i haven't played that game for ages, Graham, so you need to be streaming this stuff you yeah, played an entire retro game from beginning to end <laughs> and you're like why are you not streaming if you okay 
I need to do this. Ground. I thought he spoke about streaming the other day. I'm like, yeah, I need to do it. And I just, yeah, yeah okay. I could have done need to be. You don't need to be a showman. You don't need to be crazy. Just hit the record button and fucking go with it. We, okay, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna hook you up. I will play through with, this again, uh, by the way. I'm going to hook you up with Corey. And he's going <laughs> to get you set up with the streaming stuff. And then that way you guys can also do the uh, snowboard kids battle. Yeah, snowball kids. Yeah, um, I but yeah, I will have to say, Mystical Ninja from was only like ago. was like one of like maybe six RPG ish type games even on the N sixty four, right? Uh, Quest sixty four. That's what I, I know that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's I, just, I, just I, there's I, not I much, so it's got it's got a lot of room to shine, but it is it is a good one from what I remember. Mm, yeah, it's really fun. I mean, it feels a bit dated now. Some of the areas are sparse, but they're massive. They're still like big big open areas like mm-hmm. wow um but yeah um i'd love to see an updated version but i doubt that would happen yeah, uh, yeah um and i've recently watched a few movies but i'm gonna let you i'm gonna talk about one of them do you want to hear a, a really good one that i watched a really funny one that i watched or a really bad one that i watched actually this evening i know chris wants to hear the bad one i was gonna say it <laughs> okay give bad me the bad one, one. So this evening on net, there's a Netflix movie that's I think it might have, I think it came out quite recently, like in the last month or so. It's called Rim of the World. Have you guys heard about this? Uh, I've watched that. That's the one with the oh, kids that go to the it. campground. Yes, I loved it. What the? Fuck? That was one of the worst movies it was I've ever seen. Oh, if that was made in the eighties, <laughs> it would have been pretty damn good. But it was yeah. made in twenty twenty. But it's like all the bad stuff. It's like. They've got so many bad 80s tropes and stuff. It's got some like slightly borderline racist jokes as well, which I, I was a bit like, this is a bit strange. A bit on my nose at the What's moment. What's borderline um, racist? Like you're like, eh, like I'll let it slide. Like, like redhead like, jokes. Yeah, it's kind, it's kind of like the ones where it's like... There's a can ginger. we still make fun of They're gingers? Kind of, oh, is that okay? Like, was that? Is it okay to still make fun of gingers? Because they're technically not a race. <laughs> Uh, I think I think that's always fine. Although, okay, I don't know. okay, good. Uh, <laughs> established like the baseline where we're, we're what we're working. I don't know. <laughs> it's always changing. It's it's like the movie was trying to be really woke, but it wasn't. Oh, um, God. I don't know. And it felt like there were certain scenes which they thought this sounds like a really good idea for a scene. How do we tie that into the movie? Or this sounds like a really good idea for this bit. There's a bit when they're running out of a building near the start, and they just. So actually, Scotty, do you actually know anything about this movie at all? Uh, I'm literally watching the trailer muted. Some kids are running. They they go to camp. It looks like, and they're running from something yep. that was flying over a lake. Now they're hiding under a deck of some sort. Oh no, it's There's in. There's a scene where an alien gets blasted, and somehow it gets like jizz in another kid's mouth. <laughs> like... Great, <laughs> great. And I'm watching this with my entire family, by the way. <laughs> like... yeah. From the director, I, I, I yeah. it baby. Funny, like I, I like oh, it. God. But there's I a few like moments it was intentionally I... bad in some stuff. Like it was like, yeah. I, I feel like they know they knew what they were doing, and they were like, it was some of the stuff was intentional. Yeah, that, that some stuff I did think was intentional, but at the same time, some of it was just felt so bad. I, I was kind of thinking there must be a twist in this. It's like a dream, or his mum's telling him a story, or something, because it just seems so stupid at times. I'm like. This, this just doesn't seem looks right. like it has <laughs> no identity of its own. I've, I'm seeing a scene that looks yeah. like T2. It mostly looks like Stranger mm-hmm. Things. Then suddenly they're in a city yeah. that looks like Transformers. Like it has no actual identity of itself. Yeah, it looks it's, like. it's, it's like merged loads of movies together. And there's, there's a bit near the start. And this is literally name, Jurassic but... Park now. Sorry. <laughs> in the <laughs> yes, kitchen. There's a scene that's almost identical to yep, Jurassic yep, Park. Yep, yep, yep. Um, 
I and think someone that bit, told like, me about when... that scene now that I see that. It might have even been you, Graham. <laughs> um, well, literally, you just watched it before. In another life, the show, so it probably wasn't me because yep. I haven't. I literally just watched it. Okay, maybe another life. But there's a bit in start where they. they... Not, not sure. <laughs> um, so there's a... one of my points was there's a bit near the start where they're getting chased by the alien thing, and there's four of them. They run out of the building, and then two of them stop for no reason. And then hide underneath the decking outside the building. I'm like, hmm. I don't understand. The others just the ran off. They hide under the outhouse and they get shit on by someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the two, two of them ran to the run to the outhouse. The other two just randomly stop right by the door, like just up the stairs. Goes, Let's go under here, sort of thing. It was like, I don't understand. Why don't you just run with the rest Wasn't of them? Was it they actually go under the outhouse or they jump into it and they're like in like kind of like a whole vat of like shit. I can't Shen remember Matt. if they're in that or if they are in there and then someone sits down and then someone, and someone, someone basically they jump, they have to climb into the outhouse bit to hide further from the alien thing that's coming towards them. And then there's a guy who happened to be asleep because it's drunk and wakes up and just starts pissing on them. Um, <laughs> so the golden so, shower scene on minors uh, is what you're saying. Basically, Fantastic. yes. Great. R. Kelly's favorite uh, movie. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And there's another scene in the shopping mall where it's like a kind of weird dance, like 80s vibe scene where they're kind of doing a montage wearing clothes and stuff. And I was like, if this was in another movie, this might have worked. But it just doesn't make sense right now. It's just, mm. it's like they took loads of ideas from other movies. As you say, Scotty, other ideas from lots of movies, put them together. I agree I with you, Graham, I... that it is a bad movie. <laughs> but I found it entertaining. I'll say that. Okay. Like, uh... Yeah. That's fine. I can I can I can appreciate that idea because um, <laughs> there, there were a few scenes I did kind of chuckle at, and I watched the whole thing, but I was still waiting for some sort of epic twists to be like happen. Or, right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it did seem intentionally bad at times. So maybe that's what it's meant to be. Maybe it's oh meant to be intentionally God. bad. One of the check it out, comments... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think I uh, this yeah. movie doesn't look. It looks like they had a budget, and. They oh yeah, yeah went with that, and then they kind of—it's like the game over of big budget blockbusters, right, Chris? Mm-hmm. Game Excel. over that, or is that wasn't that what it was called, or, am I, or have I been getting it wrong the whole time? That movie that was just uh, digital pictures shit thrown yes, together. Yes, game over. Yep, game yep, over, yep, or yep. maximum hard drive, or some such. Uh, I'm getting depressed just talking about it. Let's move on. Yeah, we need to watch it again. That's what no, we, we don't. Do. Nope, never. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Oh, anyway, um, so yes. So those are that's what I've been doing. Uh, yeah, and maybe next week I'll tell you about the other movies. But we'll see. <laughs> Stay tuned. Sweet, uh, Scotty. Ooh. Over to you, buddy. Yeah. Um, I played Jack Crap. Aside from what I streamed on Wednesday, I decided to kick off. Uh, my gimmicky idea of Knuckles Adventure, which is going to be a journey through Sonic games playing only as Knuckles. Um, Knuckles is my favorite Sonic character. Uh, so I actually found a hack that Stealth created. Um, Stealth is... Uh, I'm trying to actually think what else he's done off Chris the top of my head. head. So I'm gonna, he's done... Um, he's, a, he's a notable hacker in the Sonic fan base. Who did he help on... Is that Christian Whitehead? I feel like Christian Whitehead is stealth. Or is it, it one is of the same? Oh, God, I'm oh shit. Uh, you look uh, that up, and I yeah. will continue talking about what happened. So anyway, stealth basically made a hacked version of Sonic 1 where you could play as Knuckles the Echidna. So I played through that. 
Um, and it was surprisingly quick because Knuckle is, is basically cheat mode in that. What's up? <laughs> Sorry, but, uh, Christian Whitehead is Taxman. Stealth ah. was the other guy who helped out. So yeah, okay. Christian Whitehead is Taxman. So Stealth was the other guy, yeah? Cool. But yeah, cool. this was done well because you can climb up uh, just about every wall that you probably shouldn't be able to and literally skip the entire first act of Marble Garden. Uh, not Marble Garden. Or wait, is it Marble Garden? God, I just played mm-hmm. it and I don't remember. Because um, there's a Marble Garden in Sonic oh, 3. Uh, Marble... Oh, why can we not... I, my, oh, okay. I'm blanking Marble now. That's X. one of my favorite zones. Marble Zone. It might just be Marble, Marble Zone. Zone. It is just Marble <laughs> Zone. Okay. That's... Wow. I think I just had... What's it called? When Berenstein and Berenstain Bears... I swear that in the first game it was Marble Garden forever, but it's just Marble Zone. It's that um, it's named after uh, that guy from Africa, right? Berenstein Bears. Let me look this up. Mandela Effect. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Great chat. So that, I loved him. That just happened to me. Um, but that was cool. Kind of flew through it. And so the next thing we'll be doing, everybody and their mother has already done, but Knuckles and Sonic 2. And kind of just going mm-hmm. from there. Um, I thought it'd be... a a different kind of idea, and it's an excuse to play Sonic games that I enjoy or don't enjoy, because I'm debating on actually doing a playthrough of Sonic Shuffle. Yeah, I guess I, I just will, hate I myself. Yes, I love Sonic Shuffle. It's so bad. <laughs> Sonic play? Shuffle, okay, well, Chris might be the equivalent of Dan Reichard on Giant Bomb, where they play through all the Mario Party games. Like, he legitimately loves it <laughs> and thinks that there is a uh, actual skill involved and everyone else it's just the bane of their existence as they're playing um <laughs> i genuinely had a lot of fun with sonic shuffle when it came out it's I such it a lot. load of garbage <laughs> i remember uh, the first time i played it was at the dreamcast marathon last year with you scott oh really and the first time i was just like i think i played a tiny bit like in a store when it first came out and i was like thinking oh i might get this but i never did yeah and then i played it there like actually sat down and played it with four people and I was mm-hmm. like, this is one of the worst experiences I've ever had. <laughs> that should be, that should be a stalwart of the, the marathon. Like, every year we have to play that game. Well, it was. It ended up oh. being, like, the one year... Um, was the I first... asleep? I don't remember that. What happened? The, I'm trying to think. That was when Kentman showed up. Because he, I think, anyway, he might have showed up near the end of it. Um, but the, the that game has a goddamn legacy because like the first time it happened during the marathon when i was still with sega addicts it was a different crew but it was just like garbage after garbage after garbage and then so we threw it aside because it accidentally took two hours instead of just one hour out of the marathon (laughs) like each game is just supposed to be an hour um and so we're like uh we'll pick it we'll pick it up if we hit this certain uh donation goal and sure enough we hit it like that the donation goal was 666 (laughs) dollars <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and that happened last year, and it's just it's a special kind of hell. Don't um, underestimate people's desire to make you play shitty games. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh they yeah. Love it. I <laughs> mean, it is like well, it is very much. Right. Yeah, exactly. It is very much like the Game Gear Micro in that one notch in one other direction. It could have been really good or a good idea, but they just they didn't go anywhere with it. Mm. They stuck. They stayed in the ditch that they dug for themselves. Um, but uh, even down to how that it uses the VMU is cool. But anyway, what the hell am I talking about? Um, you're, yeah. you're talking this game up quite a bit. It makes me I've, sound like you like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
but I played pretty much nothing else. Um, my limited run copy of The Secret of Monkey Island just showed up today. Um, I'm excited to try that out. I've never actually played it, but I, I, I know good things about it. And um, Rachel has never really experienced any kind of adventure game like that. So I'm excited to kind of introduce that genre to her um, with that game. But uh, yeah. Which one is Secret of Monkey Island? Is that, uh, the, is that the first see. or third one? Oh God, I don't even know. Um, I wouldn't think it would be called the. It wouldn't be the first one, right? It is the one. It was on Sega CD, and it was also. Oh, oh God, it was on team. every computer thing imaginable. Yeah, Secret of Wait, Monkey oh, Island. See, mm-hmm. That's the first one. Okay, okay, that's the first one. Yeah, 1990. Yeah. It looks like. Um, but uh, otherwise, though, uh, we watched a couple of things. Um, we watched. We finally sat down and watched the 2019 uh, newer version of Pet Cemetery. Um, what did you think about it? Uh, I th- I think that I don't think I like one more than the other because I feel like you know we. I just saw the original for the first time probably two years ago, so it's for still me. fresh in my head. Yeah, yep. yeah. and um. And, and Rachel loves it, uh, and so we watched uh, that a couple years ago, and then this one. I think um, I appreciated how they quote unquote updated it because uh, mm-hmm. there's, I don't. It's only a year old, so I don't want to say too much because I feel like we totally missed it somehow. Like we had we had plans to go to the theater and see it, but then suddenly it just wasn't in theaters. So I'm sure that I feel like that might be the same for a lot of other people. Um, it's on Hulu right now uh, in the U.S., but. Um, so I don't want to spoil anything cause it is still kind of fresh. Uh, but there, but I, I recommend seeing the first one, the original first, because the twist that happens, you won't even know it's a twist in, if you haven't seen the first one. Uh, does that make sense, Chris, or am I giving away anything? Uh, there are some, certainly some twists. Um, one thing I want to ask you is like, what did you think of, uh, John Lithgow's performance, uh, compared you know, to, uh, the original character who is Herman Munster? Forget his name. God yeah, damn me to no. Yeah. Let me look up his, the actual, the actor's he name. He was amazing in the first one. By far my favorite character. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like, uh, the new dad. He was the, he was the He's dude. In Terminator, right? In the Terminator. Yeah. Who every movie you see him in, he just looks like a bad guy. He looks like an asshole. Like yeah. in every form of any movie I've seen him in, he's always bad. And so now like he's playing this part where he's like a good guy. And it's like, I don't believe you. I, right. I don't believe that. You're yeah. Gonna be a, good a little guy. bit. Yeah. Um, but Fred Gwynn is Herman Munster, but he oh, is God, the, Chris, uh, the elderly neighbor in pet cemetery in the original. He is that movie in the first mm-hmm. one. Like, yeah, and, yeah, and so I love John Lithgow, but he did not, he could not do that part. As well as uh, I just forgot his Fred Gwynn did. <laughs> so, like in that regard, I'd say I picked the original. Um, but I like what they did with the new one. But uh, but no, yeah, we dug it overall. Uh, I, I it, it was good. It's a good it's a good horror movie too because it it still does stuff that not other movies even currently have done. I think the um, cinematography was pretty well done and it was cool because there's just a lot of why does this happen. I don't know. It just does. And I love that. Don't over explain anything. Cause then that's why I lost such interest in the sob movies so quickly. Cause they just immediately explained who the killer is and why he's that way. I'm like, I don't care about this now. Um, mm-hmm. like you want that mystery. Um, 
And then after that, to lighten the mood, because that was like, we watched that like in the middle of the day, and then we popped in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. And it? Uh, yeah. So that's this the second Bill and Ted movie. Um, very excited for the third one. Very weird to see Keanu Reeves without facial hair. Uh, but Bogus Journey is good. Excellent adventure. I dig that one more, but they're also very different movies. And then, um, yeah, we've just been watching a lot of uh, Superstore as well. I cannot wait for the new Bill and Ted's movie um, to come out. Face the music, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's it's gonna be good. Like I, I I just I love those characters so much. They mean so much to me. Like growing up, I I thought they were just so fucking cool. Uh, I kind of want to find the TV show and see if that's any good at all. I never even I I did not know that was a thing. That yeah, they had it was a thing. They, yeah, there was a cartoon. Yeah, it was a cartoon. Okay, I, I thought you were oh, saying that there was something, and it, it oh had, no, like, it was like no, live it was, action or something. No weird science or anything like that. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh no, the Shout Factory. I, they they do wonders, but the that that's the release that we were watching. They have interviews with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter on that on the bonuses for that. Oh, so really? Yeah, I definitely, I mean, Keanu Reeves, as everyone knows, he doesn't say much, but you know, it's just cool to see. It's cool. Like of all the shout factory releases I have, he's definitely the biggest star on them that we, that I've seen in their behind the scenes or interviews or things like that. We, we did watch the wizard, which I also got from shout factory. Uh, we, we are not sponsored by them, but um, they even had uh, a, <laughs> us. Uh, they, we would mega vicious mag at gmail.com shout factory. We would love that. Um, yep. But uh, for we did watch The Wizard recently, and they actually have behind-the-scenes stuff of that. And they don't have an interview, but they have the voice of Fred Savage talking about stuff. It's very weird. Or, uh, yeah. It just says voice of Fred Savage, and it has, like, still shots of him as Corey in the in the movie. Um, so they called him on the phone and were, like, just I guess. say some stuff? Yeah, I don't I don't really know how that works. If it's just like he wanted more money to be visually on there and they're like, We're not paying you that much, so we'll just have a phone call. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. They had him on there, but they didn't have Jenny Lewis anywhere. Um they did I guess there was actually like conventions where the, the co writers and then the kid who played Jimmy, now an adult, they went to a convention and they have a an FA uh, a Q and A Q&A on the Blu ray of that, so whatever. I don't know, buy Shout Factory stuff. Um that's Really, all I've done though is watched more than I played. Really, nice. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, man, I had something I was going to ask you about the Bill and Ted stuff. Um, Station was one of my favorite parts of Bogus Journey. I, I don't know. understand it. Still, they they even <laughs> like even the behind the scenes stuff. They're like, we don't know. It doesn't really make sense. We just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I just, they were super like stoned or something they're like let's put this crazy alien in that can duplicate himself like at will and what i, I don't know it was awesome yeah don't, yeah it. you've you've already confused yourself trying to explain it <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so i guess it's my turn uh yesterday was father's day so uh shout to all mm-hmm. the, the dads out there um we wouldn't be here without dads so uh um, correct we need mm-hmm. them in our lives. But uh, for me, I had a really good day. Uh, uh, the family and I went out to uh, Long Beach Island, which is a, uh, a beach here in like South Jersey. Uh, we had a, a good time. Uh, I will add, I hate beaches. I do not like to go to them. I hate I hate the sand. I'm, I, I'm mm-hmm. in Berlin, Anakin's 
uh, corner oh, of that. The sand, <laughs> sand sucks. Uh, and I've also lived in Guam for three years, which the entire island is basically sand. Um, I hate the beach, but I, my family, it's, it's like, I, I, this is my own like personal hell in a way. Like my family loves the beach, Jamie, all of my kids, like they would live there. And here I am. I just despise it. Um, so when I go to the beach, I, I hate the sun. I hate getting hot. I hate getting, I burn. Um, and, uh, Graham, you could relate to getting like sunburned with your, oh, God, yes. yeah, so um, easily. Yeah, I am Scottish. Head. I do not tan. I just burn, and then I'm slightly less white. Can we start calling you Scottish <laughs> Mo? Uh, it doesn't really flow as well, but sure. Uh, for what it's worth, I did live on a Scott Lane at one point too. Oh God, this is too Whoa. much. It's too meta. meta. Yep. Um, <laughs> and so, but I, I, because Jamie was like, you know what? Let's just do whatever you want to do today. Uh, it's your day. <laughs> and you're um, like, all right, pack up. We're leaving. I'm getting away well, from the beach. I, like, if it's like if it's really my day, it's gonna be sit around the house and drink beer all day and watch like horror movies. <laughs> like, right. I knew that wasn't gonna make for a fun day. So I was like, you know what? I, let's do something that I know the family's gonna love. Let's go to the beach and um and they had an absolute blast. I, I will say That's I good. love watching my kids have fun and uh that was a really good time. Um and then mm-hmm. we went to this like really good Mexican restaurant, like right on the beach out there. Um if you guys ever come this way again, uh, Graham and Scotty, I'll have to take you Ooh, yeah. you guys out. Um, probably not LBI because it doesn't have a boardwalk out there. It's basically just a beach. Uh, it's mm-hmm. nice because it's not as packed. Um, like we usually go with like Seaside Heights is a good. That sounds like a Sonic Zone. Like the, what you imagine Ooh. is like Jersey Shore and that whole stuff. Like oh, it's okay. there. You, you have phased out for stuff. a second oh. after you said Seaside Heights. And I mentioned that it sounds like a Sonic Zone. It probably could be. Um, it's it's something like you would see from like I guess the Jersey Shore show or mm-hmm. maybe even the Lost Boys. Uh, I think ooh. I've been there. Is it the area that's like right next to the casinos and crap? Uh, Atlantic City is is usually oh, where, like no, the that's casinos. where I've been. Yep, never mind. Um, I don't honestly. I I couldn't tell you like where in relation it is. It's not far. It's not super far. Um, probably w- maybe thirty minutes tops between okay. those places. I would imagine it's, it's not it's not a, a great distance. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Um, I've also been I, I'm interested in uh, and I've been talking to my wife about this is like starting to make my own beef jerky because I do have a smoker. Why um, not? So I, sp- I smoke my own meat. Because you now, need more hobbies, you psychopath. I'm retired now, you know? Like, so I'm trying to have some new hobbies, trying to branch out some. I'm, I'm, I'm dabbling in some woodworking. And if the kids don't move out, we turn them into well. jerky. I have chickens, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get ready uh, to, to basically <laughs> just live off the land. Uh, and so I want to start, like, creating my own beef jerky recipes because I love beef jerky. Um, and so my wife got me an amazing uh, a Father's Day gift. She got me a meat slicer uh, and a bunch of spices that will go with my uh, my meat. And she got even got me meat too. Like she got me all everything I need. Um, and so I'm really excited to try that out. Uh, and so my my actually my younger brother flies up here on Thursday this week. Uh, and him and I have been talking about trying to do our own beef jerky for a while now. And so I'm going to wait for him. So probably this weekend we're gonna try our hand at our first round of beef jerky. So uh, in the next issue, yeah. patrons, you'll be uh, very happy to have not a demo disc, but a demo jerky. 
That's right. I'll put little bits of, of beef jerky inside every copy of Megavisions that, that are going to be mailed out to you. Sadly, I can't do it for digital copies. So mm. for our digital uh, you know, Patreon supporters, maybe for this next issue, you just bump up to the next tier, get that physical copy, but also you get some real beef jerky. Or the digital, we can release uh, ASMR of you chewing the jerky. I can do that too. Mm, I don't. Do that. I'm not proud of these ideas, but here they are. <laughs> do you guys eat beef jerky in England? Is that a thing? It's a thing over here, but it's I don't actually know anyone's ever had it. Oh, really? I don't know anyone's ever eaten it. Yeah, uh, I've seen it. Never had it myself. I would say uh, it's more uh, equated with like road trip food. At, at more so it's than... like like I think like red man and beef jerky go hand in hand, Graham. God, <laughs> you like are going to die go. next time you visit Graham. <laughs> you can get oh, oh. man and beef jerky. Oh boy! Oh man! Uh, I can't wow. wait for the next uh, marathon for when you come, Graham. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring. Yeah, Graham's gonna get to visit an American hospital jerky. for the first time. <laughs> wait oh, for that, wow. Graham. I, oh, but by that time, Chris is going to be rolling in. Like he'll show up. We'll show up to Chris's house because we'll have to get him since he's been retired for so long. And he'll be like, "You guys want some jerky, Chris? You're eating tree bark. <laughs> yeah, it's great." <laughs> I got a chicken. Bring the chicken of an egg. Oh man! Start calling me Billy Hatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, uh, for what I've been playing, uh, I. I I backed Xenocrisis uh, way back in the day. Yeah, great game. I didn't realize at the time, but I backed the Dreamcast version, and so I got really Ooh, upset yep. when like everyone was getting the Genesis uh, like uh, cartridges in, and I was like, "What the hell? Like, where is mine?" And then I go on like the I, I go on a Kickstarter, and then I find out like I backed the Dreamcast version. I was like, "God damn it!" Okay, this so- is very this is classic, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like, I'll back something and then I forget about it. Um, I always do that. (laughs) And then, so I'm like, okay, so now I have to wait for this game. And, you know, I see updates every once in a while. And they're like, oh, it's coming. You know, like, we're still doing stuff. And and then just randomly out of nowhere, I get an email. uh, And I start seeing, like, other people online are getting their physical copies of Xenocrisis in. I'm like, okay, that's really cool. Um, and then I get a, uh, I, I finally get an email notification that my copy is shipped. Um, so I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but then randomly, like a day or two after, I get another email and it's like a link to digital downloads. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. I figured it was like wallpapers or, you know, something silly that I'm never going to use. But I click it and it's like a, it's like the uh, GDI or CDI file for, like yeah, image file or whatever. Disc. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I I was not expecting this. So I burned it to a disc and threw it in my Dreamcast. And surprisingly enough, it worked. And so I started playing it um on, on the Dreamcast. And I remember, Scotty, you were you were saying when you played it originally, you know, it seemed like a year ago at least. Yeah. Um, I, I reviewed it for the site actually. Yeah, you were talking about how hard it is. And uh Oof, yeah. you weren't lying. It is a tough game. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, uh, but you know what though, like I'm I'm actually I'm really enjoying it though. It is it is a lot of fun. Um, I've only been able to manage to get to like the maybe the third boss, uh, the third stage so far. Which boss um, is that? Do you remember? It's after the snake. After the snake. So is it is that the outdoor level? Uh, 
I've beaten the snake. I I, I don't think so. Hmm. Maybe I haven't made it. I I know I've made I've made it past the snake. I just can't remember how far um I've made it. Um But it is fun. Um, I just I, the one thing I, I I can't help but think about constantly while I play the game is how much oh, easier it would be to snake. play. Okay. It would just how much easier it would be to play with like a Xbox or PS4 controller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True dual stick like shooting and movement and stuff it would just be so much easier because it's almost impossible to shoot diagonally in the game because you have to press like two buttons like oh like the x and y or the a and b button or something to shoot in a in a uh, diagonal direction and it's it's so hard to to do that uh and and just kind of like a fluid motion in the game um mm-hmm. and so it's it's definitely challenging i think it would be Less so uh, if you actually had a, a current uh, like generation controller, though. Yeah, it doesn't need as hard as it is. I'll say that the um... it's, it's, the difficulty is like greatly uh, ramped up by shitty you know controllers from back in the day. Right. Yeah. No. It's very, I mean it's Smash TV, but it's not, you only have one stick, so to speak. Uh, I reviewed it on the Genesis, and that was fucking difficult. Corey and I did two-player on... It's on Steam as well, and we did two-player with Twin Sticks, and man, it was easier. We still did not legitimately beat the game, though. It's still very challenging. It's it's like Smash TV, but Smash TV didn't have any... It's Smash TV meets Xenomorphs and Aliens, yeah. It's very good. But yes, Smash TV controlled quite well without any analog sticks, so is it really that hard on this? Uh, I mean, I some people prefer TV, it. You can yeah. only shoot in the direction you're facing. Is that correct? I don't remember. On Smash TV, it depends on the weapon you're using. Okay. Oh, really? Hmm. Some weapons, okay. some weapons you can you can like run you can like run and shoot in different directions and stuff. So yeah, depending on the weapon you had in your hand. Um, I used to play the shit out of that game. Sorry, <laughs> back in the back in the day. Uh, oh, you so should get this then, Graham. Yeah. I'm I'm like no no BS. You would enjoy this game. Okay, okay. I'm cool, trying to cool, find cool. the prices of it, but I don't. Uh, yeah, but um, not to Shanghai your uh things you've been playing, but they announced that that'll work with the freaking virtual on twin stick on Dreamcast, which I have. So I'm excited to try that oh, dude, monstrosity you out. <laughs> You should yeah. stream that. That is that's. Silly. I plan on it. I've I've been in the market for that twin stick uh, controller. I would love to get one if if um if you selling it, yeah. let me know. You got to be careful because it it goes for a pretty penny. But I got it from a clueless retro shop. Um, that's a chain. So I did, I want to clarify. I didn't screw over. I screwed over a screwed. Eh, I screwed over a franchise. They had no idea what they had. And I used a bunch of discounts. I think I talked about this on the Scrubverse podcast because I basically got what was a $75 stick for like almost $45 after it was all said and done because they had no idea what was going on. So hey, if, if they price it, you know, like you're not. I, I that's that's fair game, man. You know, like it's you're not sitting there. It's it's not your job to tell them what they have. You no, know, it's not, not like at all. You're screwed over a mom and pop shop either. Yeah. No, not at all. Was not. Um, so, I, I, I was. Uh, I. There. They have. They have a uh, a birthday or like they have a discount card or whatever, but it only works for your birthday month. So I just lied about my birthday <laughs> and signed up for it right there. <laughs> so fuck them. <laughs> oh, good for you, Scotty. I love you. Um, 
And then uh, I've also been, I've, I've started playing Final Fantasy IV on the Vita. So Final Fantasy IV, um, I, I have a hard time keeping up with, like, what is the original numbered games compared to, like, what was released in the United States. So Final Fantasy IV in the Japan was Final Fantasy II in the United States. And it's one of my all-time favorite Final Fantasy games. Um, I probably put it at either two or three. Uh, Final Fantasy three in the United States is my all-time favorite. Uh, absolutely love that game. And I go back and forth between Final Fantasy four and seven uh, as as which of those are, are, are number two. But anyway, I started... Uh, Elliot, uh, my oldest son, has been playing Last of Us 2, and he's really enjoying it. He loves the Last of Us series. Uh, he's fully aware of all the controversy and everything else, but he's just he just wants to play the game and enjoy it. He doesn't care about all that crap. Ooh, what is um, this controversy? I, we're not going to get into it. We'll talk okay. about it later. Um, it's not worth it, okay. trust me. Um, okay. But anyway, um, but he's really enjoying it. He said there was this one moment in the game that like choked him up and he started crying about in the game and uh, i was like oh cool and that got us talking about like the moments that we've actually cried in a video game Mm -hmm. and um, there's been very few times and i can only distinctly remember two times in my life where a video game has actually made me cry one was the um first uh telltale walking dead video game Uh. um towards the end that sent me and i i was like ugly crying in that like that was that <laughs> tore me up i i loved that game um and the second one was uh final fantasy 4 uh on uh the super nintendo uh and the, yeah. specifically the scene there's these two um uh mage characters uh twins named Pollum and porum and there's a scene where they're all walking in this like castle in this one corridor and uh, the uh, the the I, I guess like the main bad guy sends a spell where the walls start closing in on the party and they're about to all die. And Palm and Purim are fucking awesome. They're the coolest. I, I love them. They're so badass. They're these like cute little kids, but they're badass mages in their own right. Uh, I, I want to say they're both like a they're white and black mages, so they have like opposite style of of magical abilities. Um, but they both like look at each other and they cast a spell to turn themselves into stone and sacrifice themselves to save, uh, the party and to stop the walls from, uh, you know, collapsing in on, on their, you know, their fellow party members. And when I played that back in the day, and I played this, like when that game came out, like in the early nineties or whenever it was, I was bawling. I could not help myself. Like I was like, just like shuddering like convulsing i was like no because i love them so much i love paul and porum so much that i genuinely contemplated naming my twins paul and porum when i found out i was having twins i and to this day i'm like i probably should have done it it would have been initials would be pp yeah 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 yeah. um um i it would be maybe it would be Depending on their middle names, it would be Pip and Pop. Would be oh, kind of cool. Um, you're just a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, uh, but that so that got me like so like being nostalgic about Final Fantasy two slash four. Um, 
that I'm like, okay, I need to go back and play this game. Like, I love this game. But it's been so long since I played it. Uh, and so I, I had to, like, start doing some, like, Google searching and find, like, where is this game at? Where can I play it now? Is it on, like, modern consoles? Um, and it led me to basically what essentially, I guess, is the um, the best version from what I gather is uh, Final Fantasy IV. I think it's, like, complete on the Vita. But it's oh. also playable on the PlayStation, or I'm sorry, it was on the PSP originally, but it's playable mm. on the Vita. Okay. Um, and okay. so, crazy enough, I go and, uh, <laughs> and this goes back to just me being completely oblivious to the shit that I buy in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I go and charge my Vita, uh, boot it up, go to the PlayStation store, go to buy it, and I've already bought it. I've I opened the game, let alone I go and I'm like, that's weird. It says like, oh, you need to um to download this, you have to uninstall a game because you have no room left. I'm like, okay, that's weird. I'll, I'll fine, I'll uninstall something. And then I go to my RPG folder on my Vita and I fucking already have it installed on my Vita. Like it's like already there. I bought it at some point years ago. I don't even remember. Wait, why wouldn't it just prompt you to play rather than download? That... I don't know. I it's because it's Sony. Like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Game game. <laughs> it wouldn't even be there at all. Like it wouldn't even show. But oh, um, wow. so, long story short, I'm currently starting Final Fantasy IV again, um, and I'm loving every minute of it. It's it's so awesome to see like Cecil and oh the Red Wings, like the music. It's oh it's so good. Like it's one of my all time favorite games. God damn it! Well, uh, I'm about to play it. I'll see if I can get my Vita out and see if it. Works. I'm going to have to invent sketch like to put this on the cover one of these days because it's such a good game. I'm just happy people are talking about the Vita. Yeah, dude, I love the yeah, Vita. That, but what's good about this handle. version of the game? It's also um, voice acted, so there's voices. Oh, cool. um, Ooh, dude, this game has other than Final Fantasy three. It has some of the best characters. Like I, I, I think I like the characters in, I like the characters in two and three better than I like the characters in Final Fantasy 7. I think they just have a more likable personalities. Like, Tella is this, like, old, kind of cantankerous mage um, that that takes Paul of Emporium under his wings and, like, he kind of, um, like, teaches them and, oh, God, I'm gonna start crying now if I think too much about it. But, like, Tella gets so upset when Paul of Emporium turns themselves to stone because he says, like, it should have been him. You know, he should have done it. And, oh, uh, okay, I can't, I can't talk about it anymore. I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> can't talk about it. Don't, don't, don't get me so emotional. I can't think of any games that have actually made me cry, but I might just be a stone-faced asshole. You um, are a son of a bitch. But, I mean, The Last of Us was one game where um, I finished it. I got... The way that the first one plays out, it tells you which chapters you're on and whatever. And it was, like, um, 3.30 in the morning when I was on, like, the second to last, and I thought it was the last, or, or maybe I was, like, two away from the end or something. And I was just like, I cannot go to bed right now. I need to finish this game. And then I finished the game at like 5.30 in the morning, and I'm just sitting there watching the credits roll after that final scene. And I'm just sitting there, I'm just like, I need to discuss this with someone. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very good. Um, you can another... always call me, Scotty. What's that? You can always call me. I'll, I'll okay. be your, 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 your call-up call friend. Um. I would be interested on in, in your views on the end of the first game. I'm I'm afraid that we might spoil it for people that might be listening now that Last of Us Two I'm is out and they haven't the played first the first game. one. I've not finished it. Okay. And I've, um, I've started playing the original Last of Us again in anticipation mm-hmm. of two, 
Um, but it's it's going to take me a while to get there. Um, yeah, I did you get gotta... into it. I was like maybe okay. two thirds of the way through. Um, but I kind of want to go back to play it again. Um, and Which so... city are you in? Do you remember that much? Oh God! Because there's three after... major cities in it. I God, it's been a while. It's I... yeah. You might be best off just starting oh, over. <laughs> yeah, like I think I'll be able to pick it up rather quickly if I go back and 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 play my old save again. Yeah. Um, but it's just trying to say where I'm at right now. I, I couldn't tell you. That's no, uh, no big deal. Um, I do hear Graham talk about the time where he cried when he finished um, Sonic and Mario at the Summer Olympic Games because there's a really cool story there. We are one hour into only what we've been playing. Do you want to do this right now? I completely made it up. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I can't uh, trust anything. You, you're a bad friend. There is one game I have... Kind of shed a tear out. Yeah, I can't. I didn't proper proper cry. But a tear did come out of my eye. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, it was what Pan's game? Dragoon Saga. Oh, really? What? Yeah, at the, the very at, when I finished that game, the if if you've played it and you know the story and you know the characters and you know the end, it's actually quite an emotional ending. It's like Pan's Dragoon Saga. Dragoon Saga. At the okay. end, when Azelle uh, is finally able to taste things, and someone hands her a glass of milk, and she drops it and can't drink the milk, it breaks Graham's heart. Is that like after okay. she's over the coronavirus and she can taste again? And a uh, little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> yep, I can smell cheese again. All of that is fact. But yeah. all the cheese is dead. All the cheese is gone. But I have um, time now. <laughs> I'll quickly talk about one movie um, that I watched this week um, because it's amazing, um, and we'll, we'll we'll get on from here. But it's um, uh, it's all it's called Scare Package. Uh, I watch it on the Last Drive with Joe Bob Riggs on the Shutter app, uh, which airs every Friday. But they just um, did their season finale this past uh, Friday, so um, if you're listening, definitely go check out that. Uh, it's it's so so good, but. Scare Package is essentially an anthology movie, um, which is made up of like many kind of shorts of like I think six six different movies or so. But it's wrapped around this like um, story where there's this uh, guy who owns a movie video store, like a a, a video rental store, uh, and there's uh, a guy that's like basically an expert at horror movies and stuff. And it's, it's really smartly written. The acting is really good. The, the practical effects are just over the top in this, like so much gore to the point where it's, it's silly. You know, it's just, it's so fun. It's so hilarious. I really, really enjoyed it. If you guys, um, I, I, Scotty, let Rachel know about it. If she, she's heard of it. And I think I guarantee you, She'd love it. We're going to have to... um, We were looking at Shudder, and the only thing it is not on is a PS4, so I think we just need to get a Fire Stick or something. Um, Just get a Fire Stick. They're like five bucks these days. Um, But I guarantee there's so much good stuff on Shudder. I know how much she loves... I know that she loves like horror movies and stuff, and I I think you guys would get a kick out of this. Like, it doesn't take itself serious. Uh, It definitely, like, is, is... like super meta in that it just 
it hits all the silly tropes of of all the different horror genres and stuff to the point where it's really funny. It's not um, as bad as like a scary movie it's type not, thing, is it, it? No, no, no. It's not a parody. I couldn't sit through a single one of those, so it's, that's good. It's absolutely not a parody at all. Okay. And it's it's not silly to the point of it being stupid. Mm-hmm. It's actually like really funny and, and just smartly written. The dialogue is really good. Uh, a lot of the acting is, is just fun. And it's it these are all like man, these are all like like young actors, you know, starting out their careers and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like if you watched um the old Tells from the Crypt from like the nineties and stuff, Ooh, and you get to see, nothing. you know, these like well known actors today, you know, acting in these like silly little, you know, vignettes and skits, you know, on yeah. HBO before their careers were made. It's kinda like that. And that's not to say these guys are gonna go on to, you know, stardom or anything, but it just there's not a lot of named actors, um, but it's really good. They all do a really good job. Um, and some of these, some of the, the different actual like mini movies in there are just insane. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, it, if you're a horror fan, there's something in here for you that you'll enjoy, like from every genre, essentially um, really, really good stuff there. So, so, please check it out and actually joe bob briggs is actually in the movie nice. itself like towards the end uh and and joe bob is is basically my my personal jesus like if if i yeah. pray to someone at night i pray to joe bob briggs i th- i think uh rachel is that way about elvira so oh yeah oh god elvira is a Yep. Anyway, uh, I looked up um, uh, I looked up Scare Package, and the cover of it is a disembodied hand grabbing a VHS off a shelf of other things, and then on the top of it it says Seven Directors, Seven Tales of Terror, Zero Working Cell Phone." So, <laughs> yeah, it it, it 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 nails down like the idea. So, for instance, like there's one um, like rule that they talk about where like if if the bad guy is within like 14 meters of the car, it will not start. You know, like oh, it's nice. just like a horror trope. If like the bad guy's like, you think he's dead, he's laying there. And so like everyone runs to the near car and they try to start it and never starts. And then the bad guy gets up and like starts attacking again. So there's a scene where That's like they good. have to, they, they, you know, think that they kill him or hurt him and they try to get up and run to the car and start it, but the car doesn't start. So the guy has to get up and like pull his body like far enough away and so they can start the car it makes no sense but it like just <laughs> makes fun of like the horror genre it kind of pokes fun at it it just shows like the silliness of all of these like weird unwritten rules and it's it's just so much fun i absolutely loved it you actually, um might oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say like there was certain there's one particular movie that uh i ended up watching like three to four times because every time one of my family members where it was like jamie or caitlin or elliot would come into the room I'm like you gotta watch this one it's so much fun uh and i i watched it took me like two days to finish this movie because i rewatched certain like uh scenes and stuff from it so many times oh nice i you should try the friday the 13th game on steam or ps4 if you've not already i know everybody says play dead kids play a lot and they, oh, okay. they love it I was gonna. I was gonna say everybody says play Dead by Daylight, but I think some of the charm is how wonky and broken Friday the Thirteenth is. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I should take back. I did actually play that recently, and I had a huge crazy glitch that I had to share on Twitter with my PS4 share crap. But uh, yeah, uh, everything. Every, I keep forgetting to say you should play that game, but you have already experienced it. So whatever. 
I would like to play it because I haven't actually played it much myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've kind of just watched my kids play it, and I, I love how much they love it. it. It's awesome. It's a good time. <clears throat> so, all right. Well, um, I think that might be a a you know Megavision's record for our intro. Um, uh, an hour and ten minutes. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, do we uh, want to do? Do you need to do your bathroom break before the questionnaire question sack? What am I doing? I, I could probably sit through it. Graham, are you okay? Sure, I'm good. Okay, he's got cheese. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah, cheese and milk. Um, so zip, zip, zoom. Uh, going straight to the Discord. Mister Haru today asks, "What is a game you enjoyed?" slash or wait enjoy or slash enjoyed completing 100 percent for myself i got the entire pokedex on both pokemon shield and as of last night as of this writing pokemon sword uh, so that could even be something that maybe we've platinumed or things before Ooh. trophies or chivos uh that we've just done absolutely everything you can possibly uh, do in my Mine would probably be Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on the N64. I completed the shit out of that so many <laughs> okay. times. You got like, the best one. I did it like, I did, I did it getting all the things like all the uh, skull toolers and whatever they're mm-hmm. called and everything. I even did the game playing it without get. Basically, there's certain items that you can pick up which you need to pick up to complete the game. There's other, there's lots of other items you don't need to complete the game. So I completed the game with three hearts. I was going to ask, yep. the most basic equipment and stuff. So I've completed in multiple ways, including 100% completing, like collecting everything, getting everything, doing all the mask stuff. Jesus like that Christ. game for like a year or so was like my life. I loved it so much. So yeah, um, I was gonna ask, what isn't that called something like Master Quest mode or something when you do only three hearts or something like that? The Master Quest mode is actually an official mode um, okay. that there was released for the sixty four DD as like an extra add on, but then they put it into oh, the GameCube right. version and I think the three DS version they updated it with that as well. So Master Quest version adds in some different boss battles and some slight, I think some slightly different oh. areas as well. Um, so it's a tiny mini expansion for the game in a way, but uh, yeah, I just uh, this is like the original game on the N sixty four. I yeah, I did that so many okay. times. And loved I didn't it. know there loved were different it. bosses. That's really cool that they added that much to it. Hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, from from memory, there's like at least one or two bosses which were different, and I remember going, "Oh, I don't remember this guy before." What the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, it's been a while since I played the um, Master Quest mode. Um, so I yeah, um, but yeah, there you go. Zelda, nice. Ocarina of Time. Tell your friends. Do you think? <laughs> um, <laughs> do you think you have one, Chris? Uh, King Kong and Xbox. Uh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Is that just for the gamer points? Like, uh, yeah, you just you basically just play it and um and and you. I I I will say it. I hundred percented it, and I loved every bit of it. So did anyone who played it for half an hour. <laughs> well, I, I you asked me. What game that I loved, and I 100%ed, and I'm sticking with King Kong. I really wow. enjoyed that game. Great. And now <laughs> I, I, Chris I has just sent the game. chat a picture of a large person eating cheese, and that is Graham. <laughs> All right, I've been distracted. I'm back in now. Uh... <laughs> wow, yeah, literally a, a dude, or maybe a lady, I'm not sure, just eating a whole block of cheese. Just I imagine wow. this is great. Like just sitting at the park, 
um, just sitting there, just <laughs> eating cheese and drinking milk. And there's a box of Cheez-Its you... in the back of the um, wheelchair. <laughs> oh, God, I didn't notice that. <laughs> uh, this boy. would be one of my dreams, I think. I was maybe when I win the lottery and I don't have and to work anymore. fucking heart's nightmare. Um, <laughs> well, uh, you know, ring fit for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oh boy. Um my 100% game uh probably Saturn Bomberman. Um Ooh, I would yeah. um that is such a great game and oh, it's so a good. shame that it's harder to come by. Um but hopefully with the Poly Mega more people will experience it. But Bomber I love all Bombermans. I have I think I have a Bomberman game on every system I own, and that was never an intent that I wanted to collect all the Bombermans or anything. The Bomber Bomberman? John, Johnny Bomberman here. Um But I um I would I would I would seriously before school I would get up and play a round of multiplayer against seven other AIs on the hardest difficulty like oh, every day before school and I would set it so that it's like two matches on every level in multiplayer. Um, I've done the, the campaign back and forth a bunch of times. Uh, it's a co-op campaign. So it is pretty cool to actually play through that whole thing with a buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it's, it, you can get through it quick. So you could honestly like that could be an afternoon or something if you know what you're doing. But um, the uh it, that's just it's it's the reason that I have two multitabs for my Saturn. It's the default party game for anyone that's not even a gamer that I might have over, but I've played so much of that like know the items inside out um and I actually went to Pax East one year there was a tournament and I I swear this was not the setup for this story, but <laughs> I went to Pax East one year, entered a tournament on a whim ended up coming in first and the dude was like, Hey, we do a tournament over in PAX West or PAX Seattle, PAX prime. It was called then if you want to do that. And, uh, the next year, my buddy Anthony and I went over to PAX prime and I ended up getting third place over there. (laughs) We didn't go just for that tournament, but it just worked out that it was happening then. So Mm. it was really cool. But that, that one, I love that one so much because they have a large assortment of items for multiplayer and everything. But then like after that, I felt like the next generations of consoles, they threw in too many different items that were just confusing and like broken mm. in a bunch of different aspects. And I think the coolest thing about Saturn Bomberman though, is you have a ton of Hudson soft characters like bonk from adventure Island is in there. Like some characters from fighting games and like different yeah. weird things are, uh, weird characters are thrown in. Um, yeah, there's not I really a way to fully complete a, that. What's that? I haven't bought a Bomberman since Saturn Bomberman. I've played some of the other ones. That's fine. I haven't bought one. So Saturn Bomberman is my favorite by far. It's, Stop it's like, on it's top, the yeah. Big Bomberman game for me. Yeah, I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I, I'm happy to try the other ones out, but I'm like, yeah, I haven't needed to. This is it's, it's so too good. good. It's so yeah. great. It's so awesome. I the coolest thing. Um, I don't know if you saw at MAGFest this past year, Chris, but they had like a, a, a multiplayer history of multiplayer room. Um, it was kind of hidden oh, away. Oh. Yeah, it. I, I honestly wouldn't have come across it if um, if AJ Ashley and I hadn't gone on a random walk uh, like Saturday night or something. Um, but uh, we were, we found it and we walked in there and it's got like, you know, MS-DOS with Doom and like things like that. And like Quake is over there and GoldenEyes over there. But then on a projector screen, they had Saturn Bomberman. That just made me that I'm, I'm not joking. And this sounds so corny. It, it, 
it, it did my heart well to see Saturn Bomberman <laughs> as a part of quote unquote yes. history in this room. <laughs> so wow. did it have the tech? They had ten players playing. Oh that, yeah, and they had the actual like Bomberman shaped. Uh, th- there's a multi tap oh, that really? is the shape yeah. of his face um, that yes. someday I'll own. But they had two of those sitting there too, so it was really great. So good. Oh. Yeah, it's such a good. I game. have a multi tap, but I don't have enough friends to play that. So yeah, <laughs> just practice, and then you'll get insanely good. When you finally have enough friends over there, they'll all become your enemies as soon as you own them. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, wow. it's a, it's always a good time. Yeah, I love that game. Um, let's see here. So, oh, Ichabod Brain asks: Given how lukewarm Street Fighter V's reception has been, do you think anyone is actually excited for Street Fighter VI? And full disclosure, I don't think many of us here play fighting games too much. I I, I didn't know that people were lukewarm about Street Fighter IV. Like I I thought they were pretty five. excited about it. Oh, five. Oh, but- Four, four was okay. Five was actually. Let me double check it. I think that might have been the one that I actively told people to not buy when I was working at GameStop. Um, (laughs) yes, because that one started on just PS4. There was only ever. I I mean, Street Fighter Five is like the newest one, though, right? Like, there's. um... Let's see here. Yeah, I think so. believe so. I, um, I'm here's here's the thing. Here's my standpoint. I haven't enjoyed a Street Fighter since Super Street Fighter Two on the Sega Mega Drive. Like, <laughs> I I don't think I don't I just haven't enjoyed them. I don't I don't like the super bu- power button. There's like the you know the super power up attacks they do now. I just I don't like the 3D fighting games at all. I just think they were slow and not as good. Um, yeah, like. The, the original ones, like on the Super Nintendo, the you know uh, uh, World Warrior, ch- uh, Turbo Mode, Championship, Super Street Fighter Two, loved them. I played the crap out of those, and then as soon as I got more, I just like I just don't enjoy this anymore. This isn't fun to me. Like, don't like the characters anymore. Just yeah, I'm over it. So yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I'll try six. I, I bought four. I think I thought four on the Xbox 360 or. One of the 3D ones. I bought. I bought one of the three, like more modern 3D was ones. It uh, like, XA, or was, is that right? It, was, oh, man. it wasn't the XA ones. Um, I've Street got one Fighter Four was the 3D. first one to do like that. Uh, a lot of black ink um, style art. Yes, stuff, yeah, so. that's the one. That's the one I I got. Yeah, um, and I think it was on the Xbox 360. I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah, five. I got was it. The one... I was like, "This is oh, one of the best games I've played." I, I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> so yeah, I just didn't enjoy number four. I know lots of people loved it. I was like, "Yeah, this isn't for me." I'm, yeah, I'm four had a good really response. Did. Five did not, because now I remember looking mm. at the cover. Five came out, and it was such a horrible launch. It was rushed for Capcom's uh, Capcom Cup, the um, the fighting tournament thing that they throw together. And it released with no. I don't think it had an actual single player mode. I think all you had was multiplayer online and but you couldn't even you oh, could only do wait, random no. matches it had a really sloppy it, something was I sloppy about it like and i can't remember had a story mode i'm sure it did didn't it? Mm, not it at that. first uh let's oh, see okay here. oh maybe maybe it didn't launch it then okay here we go um yeah it was rushed out the door. The Battle Lounge multiplayer lobbies can only host two players at a time, as opposed to the standard eight when servers are stable enough, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
Oh, it didn't have it did not have an arcade mode at first. <laughs> so it didn't even have the basic mode in a fighting game. Um and just and this was after people were finding shit on um this was either after or this was around the time that people were uh basically hacking or unlocking and finding stuff on disc that Capcom was trying to sell as DLC, like on disc DLC, that whole fiasco. Oh, um, wow. So I was actively telling people at my store, do not get this game. Wait a month when the full version is out after they've actually added <laughs> all the modes in it. It doesn't have an arcade mode. If you want to play online against one other person and wait in a lobby of just you and one other dude, go for it. Otherwise, pick up Project Cross Zone 2. I don't know. <laughs> oh. it, it was the first time I was like legitimately telling people to not buy a game because how much Capcom fucked up. And it was like doing a disservice to the fighting. That was when people were like, Capcom is single-handedly destroying the fighting community that they invented. Or not invented, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. And that's my been my two-minute Crapcom spiel. <laughs> Can't wait for Resident Evil 8. Scotty's Crapcom hot takes. Wow. It's just... I yeah, think it's like from Body Break. That's right. My hot takes on crap crumb, crap, crap, crap. That's all I got. There is another question. There's a quick one, but you can okay. think about it uh, if you want to while you're peeing. Sure. Um, Sarenix asks, favorite meme of the PS5 announcement? Hey, hey. mine's the, the Tower fan, because that's I saw, when I saw it, it like, that looks like a Tower fan. You a meme from Tower went into fan existence, now. right, Graham? <laughs> I think I did. I, I wheeled that <laughs> out of my brain. I was like, oh my god. And I go, nice. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite. I think it's mine awesome. is uh, mine's Wally and uh, what's her name Eve. <laughs> Eve, yeah, yeah, Eva. Wally. Eva or I don't Eve. remember. Eve. Uh, but... Eva. Okay. Eva. Yeah, nope, that's enough. Of that that's enough of that. <laughs> what was that? Oh my Wally. God. No, don't Wally. like any of this. No. <laughs> is it Graham? Stop it! What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, that's not. That's all. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all. That's all that cheese does to you. Told Wally impression. No. That's... <laughs> Sheesh. I'm a curveball. Uh, I don't feel I, safe right now. We didn't even answer Ichabod's question. I just realized he just <laughs> said, "Do you think anyone is actually excited for Street Fighter 6? Um, I'll I'm say sure there. Oh, who? What? Who? What? Yes, someone is excited about it. Someone Not is me. excited, but the general consensus is probably like, "Fix your shit. We'll go play Monster Hunter instead." Capcom. Mm-hmm. We'll play Mortal Kombat 12 when that comes out. Brown's gonna play Wally. On Xbox okay. 360. He's going to get that. Okay, yep. Time to go. We'll be back. God, you're so weird, Graham. <laughs> oh, That's man. all we got, though. Zipping it back up. Yep. Get it out of here. Um, <laughs> um, why don't you uh, jump into the newsstand, buddy? Okay. Breaking news. Mega stand. We've already dropped Graham. the Telegram name. Oh, yeah. What oh, Graham Telegram. That's right. <laughs> No, no, I, I put Mega Newsstand in in the thing, and no one said anything until right when I say it. <laughs> you gotta help me, it guys. Is. Keeping it fresh. Yep. It's it's time for the Telegram. There we go. Uh, anyway, yes. Um, breaking news. Uh, Jeff, I'm gonna get his name wrong. I always get his name wrong. It's Jeff, Jeff. Healy? Is that his name? Yeah, it's just Jeff. Yeah, you got Jeff it. Healy? Okay, yeah, good. Okay, for some reason, how would you say? That, how would you pronounce this in uh, England, Grant? Um, we'd say 
I don't know. <laughs> we would say Keely, but in my head, I always want to go Kylie for some reason. I don't know why. What's funny is that they actually call him Kylie in the in 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 the uh, summer game fest thing. They did. They, they did indeed. <laughs> nice. So Jeff Key Jeff Keely or Kylie, if you want to call him that, um, summer game fest has showcased Crash Bandicoot Four uh, called "It's About Time." Yeah. Uh, sub- subtitle it's about time and they showed the gameplay footage which is awesome and the fun thing about the game fest itself was that Alf uh, also known as Alien Lifeform if you remember him um, was their news correspondent brilliant love it I haven't seen Alf for a long time it's, it's, um, I feel like we were due for a good Alf Alfing well after he yeah. had the Muppets uh, Beaker and Bunsen and Beaker at um, the game awards it's the natural progression I guess mm-hmm Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel like Alf is ten times better, but yeah, absolutely. Big, big step up. Big step up. Um. So yeah, Activision announced uh, Crash Bandicoot Four, um, which is a brand new entry to the uh, Crash Bandicoot series because uh, we've had some remasters and stuff. Um. And it's actually a sequel. Can a lot? Can I can never say this word. Can canonical? Canonical sequel. Canonical. 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 Basically, it's a direct sequel to Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped. Um, so, yeah, um, so it's a brand new adventure. It's going to be released, uh, hopefully, hopefully, October 2nd, 2020. So in a couple of months on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, who's actually developing this one? Because I know the original games were developed by Naughty Dog uh, for the original PlayStation. Toys for Bob. Uh, that's the one. Toys for Bob. Excellent. Oh, yeah, it's actually hidden here. I can see it now. I see it written. Um, so that they are the guys who actually did Spyro Reignited Trilogy, so the remastered uh, Spyro the Dragon games that also came out on, like, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch, I believe. Um, so, yeah. Um, and it's going to have a bit of a new art style. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, new sort of platforming moves. There's uh, it's, The game features masks, which give them special abilities. Um, and you can play as Crash the girl who coco that's it i just remembered sorry coco and also the bad guy uh neo cortex uh for i believe for the first time right yeah yes, play neo. yes. first time yes. that cortex is playable he's always been basically um he's been kind of like the robotnik to you know like crashes sonic yes yeah. imagine yeah. imagine the meltdown the sonic community would have if there was a a sonic game with a playable robotnik in it Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, yep. And, and were you there for that? Matt, didn't you see that? The meltdown that all happened for him? <laughs> it almost started it was... another world war, goddammit. Yeah, well, I should have done because that was terrible when you picked up <laughs> Robotnik. Yep. Oh my god, it was so bad. Those levels are the reason I've never gotten all the emblems in that game. Oh yes, yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah, that was a mistake on Sega's part. Anyway, um, yeah, and Crash and Coco, the, what they've confirmed is they will actually have very similar. Well, they actually have the same moves and stuff, so similar playing mechanics, and you can choose from the get go. You can choose to play as Crash or Coco. The Neo levels are a little bit different. He's got some different abilities and stuff because they they are more athletic and they spin around and jump and stuff. Whereas Neo uses his um, cerebral um, abilities a bit more, um, like using uh, gadgets and stuff. Mean, what I could say. Tell tell them what that means. Tell tell the yeah, people. Tell me what it means. It means he uses his brain a lot more. He uses his brain, uh, his ability, uh, his thinking, okay, his okay. mind. Got he has it. the power of mind. <laughs> um, that's my best. Yeah, they call it a mind. Yeah, 
<laughs> um, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Where are we doing? Um, sorry. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. I, let, me, let me stop you right here, though, Graham. Here's the biggest part of this news that came out of this. Um, and it's not, it's not on an outline or anything like that. You, you got to know the guy who knows the guy that, that did the guy. Um, Sketchcraft <laughs> is working on this game. Megavision's own Sketchcraft is helping develop Crash Bandicoot 4 with Toys for Bob. So, uh, big congrats to, yeah. to Sketch on that. That's that big, big, big stuff. Um, very, very happy for him. Um, he's been slowly, you know, like over the past few years, like he's been working more and more in the, on the game industry side of things. He's, um, he did the Spyro stuff. Now he's doing the Crash mm-hmm. 4. He's working on an indie game right now as well so man it's it's awesome you know like i i'm I'm glad more sketchcraft stuff we see online the better so it's probably a bit of a punch in the gut when i said in the chat i hate the crash bandicoot series (laughs) um so yeah i don't think he would care about i'm sure he won't take that personally he invented crash bandicoot yes i yeah uh but yeah but i will say actually no we'll get on to this in a second um but yeah uh there, is there anything more to add to that? Um, yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. Well, masks. well uh, I think I didn't really touch on it. They have, you, the game features these masks, which give you special abilities, like slowing down time, being able to change gravity so you can go on the ceilings and stuff, um, and some other things they've got, which is part of the main storyline and stuff. Um, Watching yeah. this, it almost gave me some vibes of what was that Dreamcast game, like uh, Super Magnetic, Magnetic Neo? Neo. Holy oh, God. yeah. You remember that? That game is that- fucking challenging. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it it gave me that sort of like vibes when they were um, there was some sort of weird like gravity uh, like switch type thing where it kind of like sucked them like to the ceiling or something. It was it was a little weird. Yeah, it also reminded me of some. What? I feel like there's a Sonic game where you can do that as well. You go on the ceiling and stuff. Am I making that up? Oh God! Uh, part of Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, Two. You might also be thinking of Sonic Boom. I hope not, though. I've never played Sonic Boom. After that, probably of, of lyric. Yeah, probably SA two then. Yeah, it's like the last okay, level, yeah. Gravity Rush or whatever in... the hell it's called. Nope, Gravity oh, Rush is a different is it, thing in a great it, game. In in colors, do they do that at all? Go on the ceiling. I've not played colors, colors there, entirely, so I don't know. Oh, okay. It, uh, probably one of my favorite Sonic games. Wow. Yeah, that's. Um, I do need to. So. Okay, so for you guys, that's that's basically, I guess, the coverage of it. Uh, did you guys see the the gameplay? Did you see the the announcement video and stuff with the gameplay footage? Um, and I'm watching it right now, Graham. Oh, did you watch it before? Or are you just watching it now? Cool. I've I've watched it like probably four times now. Okay, as many uh, yeah. times as the Crash Bandicoot releases there are, or something. Even though it's more than that. I love the fact. Okay, <laughs> so it's 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 funny because the name is like a double entendre because. Yeah. Um, there's lots of time elements involved, and so that plays into the it's about time, but also the fact that we haven't had a Crash Bandicoot true sequel in like 15 years or something. It's it's insane. I was actually talking to Sketch about it. I was like, wait. I was like, uh, Crash 4? I know there's been other Crash games, but like, when was the last true sequel? And he's like, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been since like mm. 2000 or 90 something I, I can't remember when it was but i was like holy crap that's um that's crazy that's been that long since there's been like a mainline 
sequel. And I guess the last time it was was like Naughty Dog was was still doing this, and they're yeah. they doing. They weren't doing Last of Us. I'll tell you that back then. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah, I think this is just like technically the eighth game or something. In if you don't count the the cart games and stuff, is this the eighth sort of platformer? But or something like that. I'm not. I might be getting that completely wrong. No I'm sure idea. Like that in the video. I'll, um, I'll believe you. Yeah, it's, it's something like this is technically the eighth one, but it, it, it wasn't. It was never a true. They never had a true sequel to number three, so they could call it number four, which is great. Mm, okay. I think, um, and I love. I, I love it in the if you actually watch the video and I think it's part of the trader as well there's a bit where like um you see Crash and Coco and I think one of the other characters like wish on the mask or something because they can talk um there's they're in front of um the bad guy uh, Cortex and um the the muscle goes how many times have you been in this guy before anyway and they're like two maybe three and like wait, <laughs> i thought it was more than that and they're like no that's about right <laughs> just, like, just taking the piss out of very time. like yeah. self-aware which is awesome yeah. that's what i like in my like video games and movies um i don't know if i don't think cortex is going to be the main bad guy in this i think there's another character which is why i think they somehow have to team up with cortex at some point oh really i didn't get that i got the impression oh actually, i don't know maybe i'm wrong but he, the whole point was that he was meant to have been thrown to the other, like in, stuck in time or sent back in the past in the last game or something. So I don't know. Well, you I could be wrong. As him too, so he's probably not the main bad guy. Yeah, they, they, now you've said that, that makes sense. Um, they never really explained that you would be teaming up with him though, or anything. They never showed that. So I mean, plot twist. What a, mm-hmm. spoiler alert! Even. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. You guys are neglecting to mention the best part that they had the guy in the giant costume show up at Jeff Keeley's <laughs> door. That was, you know what though, like that. Honestly, like looking back at that, that was like the very first form that I really remember as a kid growing up of some sort of like viral marketing. Like, yeah. I, like I, I remember. Like I just thought it was so cool. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like he's showing up at like Nintendo headquarters, and he's showing up like at like Sega or wherever else. Like he's like talking shit to them outside of their studio. I was like, "This is crazy! I've never seen something like this before," and it completely captivated me. Like I wanted Crash Bandicoot just because of like the crazy like social conversation that those those commercials were, were making and that that marketing completely hooked me in man and i played the first crash bandicoot really i really enjoyed it really love that game very hard uh very challenging but i i really enjoyed it i know graham hates it because he's british but I, um yeah, that's the reason <laughs> that is, that's the only reason like mm-hmm. no british people like uh crash bandicoot games it's it's in the geneva convention <laughs> yep. More facts, yeah, more universal yeah. facts coming from Megavisions. <laughs> no, but oh, like, I just I remember like that. Yes, it was awesome to see him back. Also, also might I add, he was wearing a face mask. He was and he was, social yeah, distancing. So good. Yes. So it was it was yeah. it was done tastefully this time around. Yeah. So Scotty, what would you think? Grab to come back. Game. Um, I, I mean, it looks cool. I don't, I've never really, 
I forget where it was that I mentioned. It might have been even last week that I mentioned that I've never really played a crash game or something like that. Mm-hmm. I've just never. I not that I've avoided them. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just never really got into them at all. So now's as good a time yeah. as any, I guess. I mean, this is how mm-hmm. you do. This is what you do for a sequel: is you re-release the main games and then realize, oh, people want this. But I mean, obviously, it was still it was in development before then so maybe that's how they tested the waters to make sure this was still a good idea so you know that's how hopefully pan's dragoon saga will get re-released or something i don't know but yeah but um it looks cool i i uh i appreciate the new art style because yeah they did need to do something to make it not just look like the same old thing again i guess so to speak they update they did update his um which I don't I'm sure know people if that's writing about already, but whatever. Is that an entirely new? I wish Sketch was here because he would tell us in two seconds. But um, is that an entirely new design? Because I, I feel like I've seen that kind of new look before. Um, he looks but, a little more top heavy. Yeah, like I, I could swear I saw that. But like yeah. anyway, it's it, yes, his his like features are much more exaggerated uh, than the first time around. But he looks good. Like he looks like. Um, what you would expect from like a, I don't know, like a CGI cartoon nowadays or something like that. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. a, it's a modern design. Uh, and I, I think, I think he and the rest of like the environment and everything looks super appropriate. The gameplay, which is obviously the most important thing, uh, looks so reminiscent of old school crash. It looks good, but I think they're also adding in some new feature gameplay elements and the honestly, like when I was watching that trailer, I saw that we were controlling Cortex. I, I immediately went in our Facebook chat. I'm like, holy shit, can you control Cortex? And Sketch just gave like the little like comment or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> yep, that's that's happening. I was like, damn, that that's pretty wild. I'm I'm on board. Sign me up. I'm pre-ordering. Yeah. So. I'm not going to lie, from from watching this video and stuff, this could be the first Crash Bandicoot game I actually really want to play. Um, I don't know what it is. I the, Looking at the gameplay on this one, it actually looks like it could be fun. I, the thing I never liked, because I play, I used to own the first one on my PlayStation back in the day, and I just did not, I think I traded with a friend for something else, like for Tony Hawks or something, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I... That I, I just didn't like the original ones because it just basically felt like I was just running forward in a line and jumping over some stuff, like just running forward, jumping, and then there be might be some bonus levels where you go left and right, like sort of 2D platformer briefly. Did you? Let me ask and you I this: Graham, Didn't did enjoy you, it. Did you like um, the original Super Mario Brothers game? Um, the at what the original one on the the, the NES? NES? Yeah, the the NES. Yeah. Did you do you like that game? Yes, yes, I did. What would you say you primarily do in that game? So, okay, here's the thing about that game. <laughs> do you see where I'm coming the, from? No, because here's the thing: the <laughs> level, the levels of that game actually had multiple paths through it. You can some of them you could go up and like higher paths, you can go lower paths. There were platform elements that felt tricky. Crash to me just felt like I was running forward, jumping over boxes or breaking boxes. Barely had to do anything. Maybe a couple of gaps in the in the way. You didn't really have many time platform bits. Like Mario Bros. had skill where you had to like wait for time platforms and stuff. Um, granted, I never finished Crash, so I don't know if later on maybe it did. But I did the first few levels and I was just like, this isn't for me. I kept I played a bit of Crash Two. I was like, this is the same shit. I've seen Crash Three 
And I was just like, this, these games aren't for me. These are like endless runners to me. Oh, I was going to say that. Endless runners of the mid-90s. Uh, yeah, basically, that's what it was. And this is one... This is another I, will, I will argue, though, that there were bits in the Mario Brothers game that was essentially the same thing as the, the screen continually scrolled. So I will argue with you that that is the first Endless Runner. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. That's, back, that's like back from like 1980-something. These were like from 1997 or whatever, like originally they were. Like, I feel like games had progressed so much more. Like Mario 64 had been out at this point. Oh, like, God, don't small. get me started. Mario 64 oh, sucks. Thing. It sucks. No, it does not. Oh, my God, it dude. It sucks. Or, or Crash Bandicoot, Dragon, if there's example. one thing we can all agree on, it ain't no mystical ninja. <laughs> oh yeah okay uh, let's take it do you like spyro the dragon for example i like that's, spyro. that's very yeah. different so okay so that that were like small open worlds we had to like run around you like you had platforming elements as well but they're kind of like puzzles to solve and stuff those were the 3d platformers i loved back in the day like mm-hmm. and that's why i like mario 64 i like banjo kazooie um i like spyro i thought spyro was great i enjoyed croc as well you know croc was probably the weaker of those what um yeah like there was some really good stuff but crash wasn't there a 3d really bug mm, two and a half there bug, well yeah bug bug and bug two they were kind of 3d they weren't even yeah there's hard to explain those ones yeah i quite like those but yeah they're not the best um yeah i don't know just crash i just couldn't get into i just thought this gameplay is not fun it's not for me there's better games out there however this this new one, for some reason, when I was watching, I was like, "This actually looks fun to me." I like the, what they were doing with the level designs and stuff, and the platforming elements actually looked entertaining to me. And I like the way that the levels, the camera would spin and go into sort of the two D sort of mode, like the side scrolling one, then automatically go back into the the, the behind the behind view. I thought that looked really fun, and it just kind of made me think of this is what I wish a modern Sonic game would be like. Um, because Sonic, modern Sonic games are basically just running forward and like sliding on rails and stuff now, and that's kind of what Crash kind of feels like. But yeah, this it was Crash very much on rails. I was waiting better. for Sonic to pop in or something. Yeah, there was a few bits where he just showed them on rails. It was like, yeah, that's that's Sonic. He's um, got his soap shoes. Uh, yeah, I this this uh, Chris, I'm I'm on board for this game. I'm actually wanting to play that's this awesome. game. This is a game that's excited me. So yeah, I th- this could be a, a day one purchase for me on Xbox One. We'll find out. Uh, maybe I should wait a, a week or so before the reviews come out, just in case. But, October second. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's not that's what like three months basically from from now. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I'll save up my pennies, and we'll, we'll play together, Chris. We'll play together. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah. Uh, yeah. beyond okay, so that was like the big kind of reveal for this summer mm-hmm. game fest, right? Um, yeah. Outside of that, uh, there was a lot of other, uh, like indie, especially indie, uh, showcases and stuff, right, Graham? Mm-hmm. Day of the Devs. Yeah, there were. There were. Yes, yeah. Day of the Devs is what they called it. And they, how many were there in total? I don't think I actually got to see all of them. Um, I would say there was probably about a, you know, 10 to 12 games, I think they showed. I feel like it was more than that. Uh, it, it could have been a little bit more, but it wouldn't have been much more than that, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it's pretty decent. Like the, there's a good mix of games there. There's like sort of the classic sort of um, retro-inspired sort of 2D games they had going on. They had some like cool 3D ones, some puzzle, uh, sort of puzzle games. They had some really out-there-looking ones. Um, I can't even remember what it's called now. There's 
I think it might have been Haunted Garage, actually, or Garage. That was that um, was weird. I don't know what yeah. was going on with that. I watched it muted <laughs> like just now. So what's happening in that game? Do you create sounds? I don't understand. It's it's definitely it's it's heavily uh, musically influenced for sure. Then I'm game. Yeah. Um... <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, I, I guess we've we've all seen it or seen parts of it. So what were the games that stood out for you guys? Twice speed right now because oh, yeah. Chris said let's talk about this two hours before the podcast started. <laughs> um, I will say there were three games for me personally that stood out the most. Um. Number one, I want to talk about Panzer Paladin because mm-hmm. uh, I played this game at uh, PAX East, and dude, it man, it, it is a really cool looking game. Like if you somehow uh, mixed the the visual style of Castlevania and and some of the actual level design as well, but Castlevania and Mega Man on the NES, um, like the color palette and everything else, like visually that's what you kind of get with panzer paladin but you also inter like spurst the uh the gameplay from um oh my god why it's it's blanking on me what's the game where you, you uh, contra no, <laughs> no um you're in the little like tank sophia the third and you can get out metal saw uh, god damn it contra now three graham where are you what are you doing mario 64 I have no idea what game. Blaster Master. Oh, the game I've never played. Before. Yeah, oh Graham, you should know about. Always talking about. <laughs> have you never played Blaster Master before? That was a topic in the chat recently. <laughs> he said he'd never played it because Blaster Master Zero and Zero Two are getting physical releases, and it doesn't matter. So I have no idea what you're talking about. God, Graham, you you're making me mad now. It's we, like you're asking me to name another sports so team. Without me getting mad at you. Um, anyway, so, okay. So, in this game, imagine visual style, Castlevania slash Mega Man, um, but you're inside this, like, giant mech, and you're fighting enemies. And any time that you want, you can jump out of the mech, and then you're, like, this, like, smaller person, still, like, moving about. It's, it's like, 2D side-scrolling. Um, the combat is, is, like, just really refined you know, when you look at the fact that it's basically replicating like an 8-bit uh, video game. Um, really, really cool. Uh, I played it at PAX East, like I said. I had a lot of fun with it there. Um, but they um, during this, they showed a lot of new features to the game, one of which you can actually go in and customize and create weapons for your character in the game that they can then use hmm. actually in the game. There's this like really cool like um like palette creator thing in one of the menu options and you could just design like it has a whole like pixel like creator thing and somehow it will translate like whatever design you make in that little palette to an actual like usable weapon in the game. And I was like that is such a neat thing. Like I've not seen that really before um in many like you know like uh, you know, like eight and sixteen bit indie games. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And so, yeah, like uh, yeah, dude, please check it out. Um, that was is one of my favorite ones. Um, the night is gray was another one. Um, it's basically a a point and click adventure style of game. Uh, but the 
I'll say like the art style in that game was really, really good. Like the backgrounds looked like they were almost like hand drawn or hand painted. Uh, and then the actual like characters themselves like had just a really neat style to them that blended and, and kind of contrasted really cool with the like the foreground and the background. I, I was really into that. Um, and the last was uh, Sea of Stars. I don't know if you guys saw that one or not. Did you, did you uh, check it out, Graham? I don't think I saw that one, actually. Uh, I have to... Damn it. <laughs> this is like an old school, like, turn-based RPG. Okay. Um, but it just, it, it pulled me, like, back to my Super Nintendo RPG roots. Um, it really, like, struck a chord there. I already talked about Final Fantasy 4 slash 2 earlier in the podcast, but that one uh, stuck out to me. That's by Sabotage Studio. Um, I, there, there were a lot of really good games and a lot of just like really creative games that I liked that I, I, I thought that like kind of really pushed some boundaries and, and brought in some like scopes of like what some of these subgenres do. Uh, but those are the three games that kind of stood out for me. Overall, I thought it was a pretty solid show, especially from like the indie standpoint. Hmm. Yeah. I'm actually just looking at the game now. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool actually. Spinch wow. looks cool. It looks like a puzzle game with Katamari Domacy vibes. And I have no idea what Skate Story is, but it looked neat. Uh... It, that was weird. It was like almost like it was almost like a skate like um simulation, but like I don't know. It was like the graphics weird... one was super hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. it seemed like it was trying to replicate like the actual like actual um movements that the skater mm. performed yeah, yeah. to do like a kickflip, for instance. You know, it was like yeah, it well, that's what more, skate does. Yeah, it's well, like, I I've not played skate, so that's I, exactly I what compare. skate does. Yeah, um, but <laughs> oh, it okay. seemed like you're looking at more of like the actual technical aspect of the like the physiological movements that mm. a, a human body does to be able to like create this trick. I guess you could say. Yep, if that makes any yeah. sense. That that's what skate is. You just describe skate. Okay. You should play skate. Great. So... I don't need to. Well, now I don't need to play it. So. Um. It looked like if you yeah. took the polygon fighters from Smash Brothers and threw them into skate. <laughs> yeah, basically that's it. I guess. Yeah. I need to watch uh... the haunted garage thing, and I need to watch whatever the dude after Spinch was doing with a Game Boy and chiptune stuff, and with kids musical toys. I don't know what was going on there because, again, I'm watching this muted right now. I'm sure it's great, though. I'm excited. I'm usually excited, more excited for indie stuff than I am AAA stuff. So, Haunted yeah. Garage, is Sky a Journey sequel? Is that straight up what Sky is? That's um, that's actually the same. Apparently, that's the, the original game, but they've, they're adding a big update or something from what I could gather. No. Um, so, yeah, I think they... Uh, unless I mis misunderstood what they're saying, because I was actually rushing to listen, watch it before the show. Uh, Chris, did you see about Sky? I don't know if I remember seeing that one. I've watched, I watched through this like two or three times now, um, okay. but I don't think I saw that one. Oh, okay, it's it's kind of like your. It's one of those games. Where you, from what I can tell, you fly in it. It was released like last year or something originally. Um, from what I think they said on the video. Oh, uh, that's a Genova Ten game, right? Uh, it's by that game company. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Genova Chin is like the uh, the I guess lead of of that uh, development studio. 
They're the ones okay. that did. Uh, what was the other one game? Did they do Journey? <laughs> Journey, yes. Thank you, thank you. Are, Are you oh, still okay. on the podcast right now? <laughs> no, we just I love said that game. I, I was. I'm sorry. I took a moment. I was talking to Odin off, off, like off, off podcast. But no, like I think that game looked really cool. Um, yeah. That that game company, uh, yeah, does some really cool stuff. I, I'm always interested in playing yeah. their games. And it was super cool to see them involved here. They, yeah. If it's um, as cool as yeah. Journey was, they call it a social indie adventure game. So it's very much something mm-hmm. you'll have to play when it is out because that is when it will be the most magical experience, so to speak. Like mm-hmm. as soon as it comes out. That's how Journey was. If you play Journey now, you won't get the same experience that you did when it launched, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe not. But... Yeah. So hop on it. Um... Uh, I don't have any other notes from other stuff. I don't really okay. know. So yeah. I'll go through some of the ones that stood out for me. So I I like the look of Sky as well. Um, Black Book I thought looked good, quite Ooh, good. That's yeah, by that an cool. indie company called Morteshka. I believe that's the name of the indie company. It's kind of like a game about a witch. Um, it looked kind of creepy and dark. It is. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm interested in that one. Um, I don't really know what to say about it because I'm not sure. To be honest, I'm not entirely sure what you do in there but what they showed i was like oh yeah this looks pretty cool um did you did you see the eternal cylinder what and there's a game called the internal cylinder which they showed it's about one hour and 30 minutes in by ace team in high school oh boy (laughs) (laughs) oh that's what jamie calls you is that the weird looking uh yeah so it, yeah, yes, I can't. I don't. Yes. I don't yep. know how to explain this. As soon as you said weird, yes, it I looks like spore, but they is. didn't quite finish making the creatures. Yes, like spore or like no man's sky with the weird, yeah. more like alien creatures. It's like put like this one landscape. bit where you seem to be this weird kind of eyeball shaped creature with two legs and an elephant's trunk. He looks like he'd be hanging out with Alf. Yeah, basically. Yeah, we didn't even talk about him yet. Yeah, we we got to talk about Alf. Um, yeah. I, I, this made me realize how much I've needed Alf in my life all mm-hmm. these years. Like all all the bouts of anxiety and like panic attacks and everything. Like I, I really feel like that would have not ever happened if Alf was still on air today. I believe it because the world <laughs> always needs less cats as well. Right. Hey, woo, woo. Easy now. Easy <laughs> now. Do you even have any cats, Graham? I used to have two cats. But, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Do you have any cats, Graham? No, Kate's allergic to cats. It's a quite sore point. That's the first warning sign, right, Graham? <laughs> it's a very sore point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about dogs? Are you allergic to dogs too? Technically, yes, but less so. So, how you can go a dog? Yep. Yeah, yeah could do. I, I mean, I don't hate dogs. I quite like dogs, but they're not cats. Oh God, that's why they're great. Oh really? No sir. <laughs> Cat. I, I like cats. Cat. Cats. They come up and they they, they will sit with you and you let them stroke you. But when they when they're fed up, they they go away, and I'm happy with that. Dogs are like always there. 
They want you. They want your attention. It's like you walk out of the room, you come back in, it's like, you're back. As you, yeah, it's gone five seconds. Get, get down, get down. Like, you don't like, sound like you're talking against oh, dogs. You sound like you're supporting dogs right now, though. Because you just said they do everything. They do all the good stuff the cats do, but don't do the shitty uh, stuff the cats do. Dogs are for people that just can't maintain really good social uh, like relationships where they get physical human contact. And so they get all of like that emotional connection with the dog. Yes. <laughs> I, I, right. I do genuinely, I do love dogs, but I just prefer cats. I was also, say I, less say cats, I was going to say less cats means more milk for you, Graham. <laughs> I will happily share milk with like any cats. Don't do so, that. Yeah, Don't do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I will, we have like a, like a small farm at our house. So we have like three dogs now, but we do have two cats. Um, yeah, I know you right do. Here. They woke me up every goddamn night. I was sleeping in your house. <laughs> they they thought, are the oh, the what's this cool fold-out couch thing? I think I'll go underneath it and then just slam my head on on the fucking thing. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> They're telling you it's time to wake up. There's, yeah, there's no, yeah, no one else. Marson slept through all of this, and in the morning, I just see one of them, and I look at them in the eye, and I'm just like, "You goddamn son of a bitch! You're lucky that someone else is in this house right now." First time I'm hearing the story that Scotty wants to kill my cats. Yeah, I thought. <laughs> Why do you think I was drinking all those monsters at the convention? Graham, I cannot wait for you to come out for the next uh, too many years. Uh, it's like, it's gonna yeah, good. I'm going to try to sell Chris's cats to you. <laughs> I will take them. I'll take them. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, oh, Graham, did you beat the cats when you were here? Yeah, I did. Yeah, they were there. They were more afraid of me, though. They, they, they kind of came out and knifed a little bit. Probably they threatened off, by but... your head. Well, they've <laughs> never seen that's like not a, a real Englishman before. That's not an insult. Like dogs, when I had crazy, stupid sideburns, dogs were threatened by my facial hair. I'm not trying to make a joke. So maybe something <laughs> about your skull. <laughs> they just didn't. You gave me like understood. plus four, uh, uh, like alpha points. Something. <laughs> Oh dear, man! Your charisma uh, was great. So, it, so uh, uh, indie games, anyway. Yeah, so Elf. just I, the, I wanted to bring up one final one final indie game, which I don't. Did you guys see Starbase by Frozen Bite? I um, saw a little bit about it. I didn't see like what it was I mean, really about, though. So I mean, I don't know if there's actually a proper storyline, but oh, I think this I'm to me right now. kind okay. of it kind of looks to me a cross between No Man's Sky and Minecraft. Um, but basically, you can literally build entire massive spaceships or space stations, and you can fly them, and you can go into massive epic space battles with them, like hundreds of people firing in them, and your ships get destroyed, like properly get destroyed, like piece by piece. But you can also be be the be the mat like a little robot guy inside, like fixing the ship and also shooting anybody invading your ship as well. So it's like. It just looked like a proper space battle game, like literally, like like being in Star Star Wars or Star Trek, like people like like sh- ships like crashing oh, into you, being that's destroyed. The first person one, like, fully destructed. Yes, yeah, so there's parts of it are first person, but you can okay. also fly your ship as well. It's like everything was fully destructible. Like they showed you having a gunfight on your ship and like bullets going through the walls and stuff, and like parts of the ship's like hull breaking away and stuff. It's like, this is this looks insane. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if there's a proper storyline to it, but they, they, they do sort of show you a bit where you can crash. If you go out too far, you can crash land on moons and stuff. And like, they show you like 
settlements on these moons and things and stuff. So I don't know. There, there could be a proper storyline to it as well. Um, but from what I could gather, it's also like a big multiplayer game. And I was just like, this this is kind of a pretty cool looking game. Um, don't know if I'd ever play it because I don't have time. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just like one of those games that is going to take a lot of time to build these ships and stuff. Because they said like the ships can be made up of thousands of components and stuff. Um, and it doesn't look like Minecraft. It looks, I'm not going to say the visuals look amazing. They're not the blocky Minecraft visuals. They are like, they are more smooth. They're smoothed out. They're not blocky. Like the walls aren't like five feet thick. They're, they're like thin walls and stuff. If you want to build walls and yeah, I mean, check it out. Starbase. Tell your friends. You sold me on it. It yeah, looks like what uh, what was that um, that Eve spinoff, Eve Online spinoff, that was trying to be maybe. Uh, I think it was Eve Online. God damn it! What was it called? <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. I could just look it up. Probably. Eve There's no way to know. Yeah. Um, I, I would play. I would play a game called Steve Online. Though. Dust five fourteen. What? <laughs> Dust uh, it was a PS3 exclusive, so you're not going to understand, Graham, because Bill Gates didn't crap it out. <laughs> I have a PS3, sir. Let's not act like you had it during the the time it, like the PS3 was actually on the market. It was years <laughs> and decades later. I own more PS3 games than I do GameCube games. There we go. How's that? <laughs> doesn't okay. say much no <laughs> so i've got like five gamecube games it's like 12 gamecube games though that's the problem <laughs> oh Man. dear i had all the yakuza games on the, the ps3 i, I can't um, wait to hear how many nintendo fanboys are raging at me during this show i don't think you'll hear it because we don't get any feedback about the podcast at all besides dr mr haru and ichabod brain and, and I'm just next, gonna. So. I, I'm gonna post this on the Nintendo subreddit and see. <laughs> I'm pretty confident they're the three that listen to us, and I'm happy if anyone <laughs> proves us wrong. But shouts <laughs> outs to you guys, doing it right. Yep. Real MVPs. We're what are we talking about now? Damn right. Uh, Let's talk about some mixer because holy oh, yes. shit. Yeah, talk about Microsoft. Woo. What's going on there? Let's see um, what Microsoft's failing out this week, Graham, our resident <sighs> Microsoft fanboy. Yes. Graham okay, on the field. So, breaking news, breaking news, people. Um, Microsoft will be shutting... Oh, sh- oh what? what the, the way breaking this is news, Microsoft remembered that Mixer exists and decided to close it. <laughs> there yes, you go. So, yeah, Microsoft is closing Mixer, and they're going to partner with Facebook Gaming. Um, God damn so it, they're I shutting down part. Mixer... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was the thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's basically July twenty second. It's going to redirect all Mixer sites and apps to Facebook Gaming, um, which is sad because I mean they bought. So Mixer started out as something called Beam, which right. Microsoft actually bought. Oh. I think back in twenty was it twenty sixteen they bought it or something, and then it turned. You probably should have done your research for being on the the news field there, Graham. <laughs> I, 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 it was 2016. I'm actually looking at it right now. I'm correct. Nice. It, was, it began as Beam in 2016, and Microsoft bought it the same year it launched. And in 2017, they adopted the name Mixer um, and basically tried to make it into a rival for Twitch. Um, and are there any other streaming platforms out there? I can't really think of them at the moment. But anyway, yeah. YouTube has their own, in terms of like online streaming gaming mm. crap you there's youtube gaming i think it's still called that and then yeah facebook gaming which i don't know 
anyone <laughs> uses that, uses Facebook games. Yeah, I did, I see did people, I, I will see people randomly in some sort of, like, Facebook group, like, ga- video game group I'm a part of, like, someone's, huh. like, streaming on it, but it's not regularly. Well, this is this is the weird thing. I don't know anyone who does Facebook gaming. I've never even seen it myself. I know more people that know about Mixer than Facebook gaming. I think that's non-gamers yeah. who know about Mixer. I think like, here's the thing that's so weird. I like to keep my Facebook life separate as much as possible from my video game life, if that makes any sense. Until you're bleeding like, from the head. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not sitting there like posting on my Facebook of like the new cool video game I'm playing. You know, like yeah, I, yeah. I may put that on Twitter or Instagram, but like not Facebook, where it's like most of my family and like work friends, like I'm a part, you know, like that are on my feed. So like I just don't feel like that's something I need to do on Facebook. So like continuing down that line of thought, I'm not going to be streaming video game like live video game stuff on my Facebook account. Like mm. I, that's not what I want. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm with you on that completely. Um, it it seems like a bizarre move. I can kind of understand maybe shutting down Mixer because if it's not making the money, it seems like a wasted effort. Then yeah, but the partnering with Facebook Gaming that's a bit strange. I guess the weird um, thing is, it's just like I I felt this like coming for a while because uh, there's just all these like little decisions and stuff like that that microsoft was making that made it seem like Mm. they're moving away from mixer um because for instance like uh back in the day like a year ago you could hit like the uh, windows or like the xbox button on your pc if you're you know using a controller um and it will immediately bring up like the xbox like sub menu or whatever but from there you could stream immediately to mixer and it was awesome yeah. it, the functionality worked so good like you could just stream you could send like updates to your various social media platforms and it just worked you know you yeah. just press like a, like literally it would only be a couple button presses and you would be in your game and you're streaming it made it seamless and so easy but then they took that out like six months or so ago and i was like okay like that's weird because this was an awesome feature and something that it made it so easy for me, who's not like super great on like the whole streaming stuff. Like I'm still learning and, and kind of learning the details about it, but it made it so easy for me to be able to do that. Um, pretty much just as easy uh, as it is to stream from your Xbox one or your PS4, like that Xbox mm. uh, and mixer, functionality enabled that same ease of use and i when that went away i i started really you know kind of questioning whether microsoft was going to be in on this like for the long haul and it turns out they weren't but what was weird though too is that like when we went to e3 it had to be 2017 now i think uh was the one where uh sketch and i went the first year but there was so much mixer stuff everywhere. Yeah, it was that's like the all thing. over E3. And so it seemed like Microsoft was like jumping in like with both feet. Um, and it's just weird and, and a little 
I guess about three years time, like they've just completely abandoned ship and it's just disappointing. And especially like, I feel bad for those streamers that, that dedicated all this time to building their community on Mixer. And now Microsoft has just seemingly flippantly thrown it all away. And now these small mid, you know, tier streamers, you know, like they're trying to figure out like, can they bring their audience that they've grown over to another platform, whether it's Twitch or Facebook or wherever else, like those are the people that are really going to be affected by this. Microsoft, it's a bottom line for them. Um, but and and the the top tier streamers aren't gonna be affected, like Ninja and all these other people that have been getting paid millions of dollars a year just to stream, those people are gonna be fine. It's it's the other guys that are trying to make this a career that are really gonna get hurt by this, and that really sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I guess Twitch is it's it's one of those things where I think Twitch is just so big now that it's like it's hard mm-hmm. to compete. So they're passing over to Facebook to be that competitor in that space. I guess like um, yeah, you know, it, it's sad though because as you say, Chris, I thought it, it, I thought it was really easy as well. I thought it was a great little function, especially on PC, just so quick to do. Um, yeah, it I had mean, a lot like, of user friendly stuff that was just nicer than Twitch has. A lot more interactivity type of things. Yeah. Um, I I will say it was more difficult just to search for basic stuff like you can on Twitch for some reason. At least for me, anyway, it was hard to just like mm. find someone who's playing a Sonic game for some reason. Unless the retro scene was just that minimal on there, I don't know. Um, that's just an example, but. Uh, I do. I I like to echo what you were saying about E3, though. I remember even more recently, too many games that like people we were. I would I would overhear conversations and um, even the most recent E3 and stuff of people talking about like throwing out their mixer handles as well as much, if not more so than a Twitch. Depending on who you were talking to, like people were. But I remember more recently hearing people plug their mixer instead of a Twitch. So. That was wow, we even yeah. almost got on Mixer at one point. Megavisions, the Megavisions crew, we gave yeah, serious yeah. thought to going to Mixer and exploring that area. Um, there was another streaming service called Blackbox. I'm not sure if they're still around. Um, that was another example of just how well they. It, it was a good streaming service for the users, and it was it was very interactive, friendly kind of stuff going on there, but. Um, a previous site that I was with, Sega Addicts, we just did not see a turnout at all like we would on Twitch. So we just went mm-hmm. back to Twitch. So it's just, it's one of those things. Hmm. Yeah. And it's strange though, because with the Mixer thing, when you're, if you were on the Xbox and you went to the X, like um, the Microsoft store looking for a game, if you're like scrolling down to like the screenshots or video section, like the trailers, they would actually have live streams or like clips from people playing games. So like the mixer was integrated into the store itself as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, so you didn't have to actually go to the mixer app to like look for people playing games. You could see it in the store. And I thought that was a cool little feature. It's like, Oh, people have made these clips of these games and stuff. Or like, like there was one time you could actually just go and actually just watch someone playing Sonic forces, for example. Um, like from the store basically i was like that's really kind of cool actually Um, it's it's gonna suck like not having that functionality are they going to be streaming like facebook gaming like inside the xbox series x store or whatever we're gonna yeah i know because twitch you can get twitch on xbox one now can't you or have i made that up in my head 
I don't I don't so, know if you're able to see it like from the store. I don't I don't think you can do that. For some, for some reason, I thought you could. Well, isn't haven't they got some sort of Twitch integration now? I don't know. Uh, I, I could be I, wrong on that. I, I, I felt like they thing they working on. I don't know how friendly it is now, but that was one reason I got rid of my Xbox One is I was trying to get more into streaming and it was so user unfriendly mm. to use Twitch on Xbox One. But that was four years ago or so, so I don't know. I, I, a lot could have changed since then, but yeah, I remember it's, it's that you had terribly it, hard. Yeah, I, I just remember that you didn't have like you kind it, you could get Twitch on the Xbox, but they weren't keen on you using it but that's when mixer existed it's more prevalent stuff, right so. okay um yeah i've got a thing it is a bit easier now but i've not do actually you, done it myself so i can't comment do you guys think because it was a big deal that ninja was leaving twitch and going to mixer do you think that that was their last their last ditch effort and they didn't see as much of an uptick after two after ninja and shroud was streaming like do you think that that's what did it? They didn't see as big of a turnaround as they thought, so they thought like, well, if this can't do it, what's going to? Maybe, because it, it would be I like think this. Seems like it's a decision made from some someone higher up than those people that did the deals with a ninja and everyone else. Like, this oh seems yeah, like this came from like senior senior levels of Microsoft, where they're like, it's it's time to just kind of cut cut the cord on this like i i do believe that part of that was what had had something to do with like you know trying to get ninja and those other people over but um and just not seeing that the growth that they expected that would justify mm -hmm. this division like keeping it their jobs essentially like they just didn't mm -hmm. meet whatever sort of internal metrics that needed to be met i and i think that uh it was it was some a decision like at the highest levels of Microsoft that that made this, um, and the people that made the decisions to reach out and pay this money to you know these streamers, they were probably the ones that uh, were still fighting for Mixer like right up to the very end. Yeah. Well, loop it into the pile of Justin TVs. Yeah. <laughs> But, but the thing is, the mixer technology isn't completely dead in itself. Microsoft is using it in other areas. They're using it on Microsoft Teams, and I believe that they're using it also for my uh, project xCloud as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, and they, they actually they cited that Project xCloud is one of the reasons why. I'm sure there's other reasons behind, you know, more financial reasons, but they've they've cited Project xClouds being their main focus, um, which I've actually used briefly. So, Project X, part of Project xCloud is. Um, be able to stream games to your phone so you can play xbox mm. games directly on your phone which um i've been in the the beta for and um it's actually pretty damn cool <laughs> i was actually quite impressed by it. i was like this is actually pretty sweet i'm playing you know brand new games on my little phone this is awesome so um, how is that different from remote play is that just the same thing so so basically so the 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 project basically it's not uh, they my understanding is the final version of project x cloud is going to be that you could literally play it anywhere anywhere in the world so you don't have to have your xbox near you if that makes mm -hmm. sense so remote play right now for xbox one you have to be in the same wi-fi distance basically yeah so you're right. streaming over your wi-fi whereas this will be eventually it'll be i could be i don't know down the shops or i don't know 
wherever and just pull out my phone and go, oh, I want to play. Well, I've got Sonic Forces in my head again. I don't know why. I don't like that game that much, but <laughs> he's popping into my head. <laughs> Some sort of modern game. Um, what's modern? Grand Theft Auto V. That's been out for 10 years. Yep. That'll do. The um, most modern. They're re-releasing it. <laughs> they're re-releasing it on the next the next console, so it's brand new, basically. Um, <laughs> Halo Infinite. Yeah. I, yes, I will be able to play Halo Infinite on my mobile phone where I want to. So Interesting. I, Your phone's going to catch on fire. To, yeah. But... Yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> from from my understanding, it's going to do more. It's, it's, they've got more stuff that actually going to be doing with it, so there's chances of okay. more stream actual proper game streaming. Kind of like um, uh, what's the service that Sony used for their PlayStation Four? Is it Gaikai or something? Oh, geez, I don't know. It's both Gaikai and OnLive. Like, uh, OnLive, yeah, so... those oh, into good. their and then they duct tape the Ouya to it. Yep. Oh yeah. You have to have seventy-four <laughs> ouyas, though. Um, I just cannot get over. <laughs> um, yeah. The name. I, so... Oh, sorry. Oh no, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I I just can't get over like the name X Cloud sounds like a spinoff of Space Force, and it's, <laughs> like I cannot get over the fact that their system is still called an Xbox sometimes. Sometimes I just think about that. Like that was just the generic name that they, they code named it and it ended up calling it an Xbox. It's just, I don't know. But I'm overthinking things, but it's just station. What, yeah. What is this? Well, what I is mean, that's another one game that's, station I, you have here. It's my play. station. Yeah. yeah it's just, <laughs> it doesn't, I, I miss goofy, wacky names of things, but that's, like that's, I don't know. GameCube and switch and B dreamcast. The Dreamcast, Sega Saturn, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, That's so yeah, actually, yeah. I so I, some stuff. I, I just had to double check, but yeah, they are actually looking at doing proper streaming, like um, on live and Gaikai and stuff, like from mm-hmm. your Xbox. So it's not not directly from your Xbox per se, but it will be you'll be able to basically stream games from the cloud. Um, so mm-hmm. they're looking at cloud, cloud gaming, and I think that's going to lend itself more to multiplayer games as well. They can use the power of the cloud to help enhance games as well. So any online games and stuff will be enhanced uh, by that, which they've kind of dabbled with in Xbox One as well, um, for like Crackdown Three, and I think one of the Forza oh, games Lord. did that. So yeah, yeah. we don't talk about Crackdown Three. Oh, I'm going to talk about Crackdown Three all day. Oh, I enjoyed no. that game. Oh my God! Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong with it? <laughs> oh no, no, Chris! The superpower guy. We don't have time for the, in the show for this. Okay, right. Let's move on. Are we doing the next one? And with that, we're going to skip this last. Oh. Okay, it's fair enough. Work, so that's it. Good. I like Michael Keaton. Nothing else happened. Nothing else yep. happened in the world of happenings. I learned so yeah, some that, things. That's, that's your news. Coffee <clears throat> to learn beep, things beep, today. What's Chris done? That's Graham's news. We're going to move on. <laughs> I guess um, he's learned nothing. He's not even acknowledging your I'm question. not even <laughs> acknowledging it. Nope, we're just going to keep moving on. That's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Um, what do we got coming up on the stream, Scotty? Uh, Well, 
Um, TJ took a break from PSO this week, but we've got stuff coming up. I will be continuing my Knuckles adventure. Um, Thursday Night Throwdowns is always up in the air until the last minute. That's how we keep it saucy. Um, might start doing some co-op stuff with Corey. We'll see what goes on with that. Uh, and, um, yeah, just the best thing to do is to still tune into our Twitter and the Discord to keep up with what we're streaming. Uh, and then, you know, as we've said before, everything from Patreon uh, this month and also everything sold on the Megavision store this month, the proceeds go towards the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. So it very much is helpful towards we're trying to do our small part towards um, Black Lives Matter, that hashtag and everything going on around that right now because it is difficult. and We do all need to unite rather than I- continue fighting each other. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, I'll say this, like this is we're trending as like this is like the most successful month ever in Megavisions as far as like selling uh, like issues on via our website. Like this is this is by far the oh, highest month we've ever done sales wise. And that's awesome because it also just happens to be the, the time that we are donating to one of the like most worthy causes we could be doing right now. And tell everybody what else you can get on there, not just magazines right now. Uh, you can get the, like Scotty said, the magazine. You can also order the uh, April O'Neil uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, poster, which for the first time we actually are offering something uh, outside of just the physical issues of the magazine. We have a poster that accompanies issue nine, uh, but we also have something coming up on the website later on this week. Uh, which is going to be pretty exciting. It's going to be a, a an exclusive Megavisions designed uh, poster that uh, we contracted out. I think people are really going to be excited about it. And hopefully by the time you're hearing this, it's going to be available on our website to purchase. If you've been tuning into TJ streams and now Corey's starting to use them as well, um, it's the pre-show background. Uh, that's a little teaser of what it's going to be, but... Uh... I mean, it'll it'll feel very familiar to a lot of our fans, I think. Yes, and I I, I wish that I could be in the place that this uh, poster is set in. It's like the most ultimate Sega room ever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to uh, to be it. Any other alibis or anything else that uh, we need to touch on before we wrap things up, guys? Uh, not really. I'm just looking at the outline, and, you know, we do have t-shirts <laughs> that we never talk about. We never talk about the t-shirts, and Graham has actually designed some of these t-shirts as well. Oh, yeah. I, still, I still can't say, oh, excellent. Good. But buy some t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. I th- I w- well, what are I some of the designs the... that you created, Graham? I can't even remember now. I, I've done a couple of um, Sonic the Hedgehog-inspired ones uh for legal reasons we can't use Sonic the hedgehog um but uh yeah it's a ones inspired by him uh every episode uh, i always throw in a link to that and tell people to be cool and go buy a t-shirt um graham i will toss the uh i'll throw it in the podcast discord chat right now you can click on that link and tell everybody what beautiful designs you can see there and it might um jog your memory on what you've done yeah I will wow. say Gra- my favorite design that Graham's done is the uh, Mega Vision Sega Channel T-shirt. It that basically replicates. <laughs> it, no, 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 we we did because we changed it just enough, but it replicates like that Sega Channel mm. logo where it's like the guy that's holding 
you know, like the uh, um, like the Sega Channel device in his hand or whatever. The TV, um, yeah. The TV, he but instead he's holding a, I think, an iPad or tablet with uh, the MegaVision's like uh, old school digital uh, app on. And I think I think he had a Dreamcast controller in his other hand, didn't he? From everyone. might have, yeah. Because yeah, we, we don't yeah. have that design anymore. I think anybody. Down. Any, anyway, tell the people um, about designs they can buy on there. So you can buy some lovely Mega Visions logo designs, which are actually pretty cool. They're kind of the retro uh, style um, lo- uh, logos. Um, there's a ugly Christmas uh, sweater style <laughs> design, which I love. Uh, I have that a, couple well. y- uh, a couple of Yakuza designs. There is a this is this is one that I kind of just did off the back uh, off my one day randomly, which is a um, perfect chaos day. Um, which has the skyline from uh, Station Square from Sonic Adventure and Perfect Chaos rising in the background um, out of it with all his tentacles and stuff. So if you're a Sonic Adventure fan, you check that one out. Um, there's an uh, Ice Cap uh, Zone-inspired one and a Green Hill-inspired sort of um, GIF. Uh, what are they called? Like uh, holiday cards card type thing? Yeah, postcard. Yes, um, which uh, to be honest, that's my favorite one. In fact, I got a mug made out of that um, with that design, so I'm quite happy with that one. And also a laptop sleeve. Oh yeah, you can which get it my work on laptop anything. is too big for. So yeah, um, yeah, check them out if you can. We got merch. We got merch. Merchy merch. And I think that's going to do it. Um, so just remember, if you are listening to this and you're not yet subscribed to our Patreon and you want to get in on all the action, go to www.patreon.com slash megavisions, uh, where you can choose between either subscribing to the physical version or the digital only version, which is a little bit cheaper. Uh, you can do that there and you can get all your megavisions needs. Uh, right there uh, on our Patreon. And in addition to that, you'll get a lot of cool, uh, you know, like exclusive stuff. So go check it out. And uh, if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, but you also want to get some back issues as well, go to megavisionsmag.com. And in the top nav bar, you will see our web store link. Click that. And then you can go to, uh, you know, like selecting any of the back issues that are still available. Go buy those and you'll get all caught up on everything megavisions i think that's gonna do it guys so we did it we did it graham we'll let you finally go to sleep buddy it's now three twenty-three a.m Jesus i have Christ. In... shove some cheese in Let's your face and pass out, out. <laughs> yeah oh crap do i have an i think i have an early meeting tomorrow as well <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were about to say oh crap am i out of cheese I think, about, yeah, I so I have a meeting at eight thirty. So, oh my god, oh, five yeah. hours. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's worth it. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm not. Um, my room is boiling hot, and I am basically naked right now. So, <laughs> oh. you have to. All right, so we're oh. never doing this video stream. Yeah. Right. I, I, um, I want to see this, Graham. Uh, you could just turn on your AC. Use that RTX garbage stuff we don't have ac i've got a fan i've got a fan up next to me he's just yeah. got like sweaty nut sacks over there <laughs> oh yeah all right yeah. anyway yeah, that's okay. it everybody good night <laughs> <laughs> oh i, I-
already I thought we had, we were already done. No, you we don't. Here. You never say goodbye. <laughs> you never actually end the show. I th- I thought we were just talking. I we were every <laughs> week, every week, I'm sitting here editing and I'm thinking, okay, and now he's gonna no, he doesn't, and we're talking again. Maybe I interject. Yes, I did. Maybe I don't right, want to be the, the guy that ended. Maybe I just want to be the guy that just keeps it going, keeps the party rolling. <laughs> You see your wife. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Good job, guys. Is that ended now? Good. Yeah, we're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah, we're we're done. talking we're about done. Graham's balls now. No, Those that's not. We've covered them enough on the show itself.
I assume we'd be coming back to something. Oh, what, 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 what do we do? I don't know. I'm going to keep talking and go over my AC and hit that again. So that it I love his prelude. It's something. He claims that it's an actual song, or he did last week. Sounds like a rambling junkard, drunkard, a junkie. Okay, I will stop there, my friends.